0: Atlanta Center, do you have any test operations restricted area two five zero eight? Area thirty one, Roger. The traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non ballistic motion over. Roger, area thirty one, continue to send your short description
1: Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head on, ultra
2: bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month.
3: Ninety percent of these sightings can be explained, but ten percent cannot. This is Mac Maloney's Military X Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce the members of the gang. Uh, people have written to us saying that we shouldn't use the word, the French word, pousser anymore. <laughs> really? So we're going to be, from here on, it can be, misconstrued. We're be the gang or whatever the. Uh, You know, it's my Boston accent, speaking French, I guess it's confusing people, but whatever the French word for gang is. Anyway, girls, you heard his voice mumbling in the background there, but let's bring him on for real. Get your, uh, sit yourselves down, get your mister, get your fan, get the big box of cleaners and the extra big box of wipes, because the very famous one-on-one is here.
1: Hello, Mac. Glad to be here. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, especially the ladies. You got your wipes? You got your fan? Well, uh, you need yeah. a fan around here. That's for sure. Okay. It's like ninety-four in the shade. Hold on,
3: here. first one of the night. <laughs> okay. I got to ask you a closed question. All right. When we come back, I'm introducing everyone else. But you've been down the beach. Have you been down the beach with your Rolling Stone towel?
1: No, I haven't. Should I?
3: Okay. Is that in the? Uh, well, I don't know. In in this part of the country, this is the twentieth and. This is on the third day where it hasn't rained. Yeah. Okay, this is I know this it. This is not really a good summer as far as that goes. Uh, the other day I, w- I want to put the heat on it. We had the heat on July 4th. Here. I believe it. Imagine yep. that that's had, how freaking cold it was here. I had the furnace on and a windy, few times. And windy like a little mini hurricane. In.
1: Anyway. Well, now we've well, got we the talking
3: about disappointing news.
1: We've got the air quality from the west coast fires um providing right. uh, some like we need that. crap in the air in the upper atmosphere. I don't know. According to uh, if
3: it's coming from California, breathe River in BC. deep. You never know what you, know, you Never know why you might be inhaling. Anyway, speaking about inhaling, um, <laughs> I don't know what that goes into is, but but sorry, Milson Gil's no cocoa tonight. He's out there defending our country one more time. I got all kinds of emails from him over the past few days. Or so,
4: Mac, when you say defending our country, do you mean against commies, Marxists? Uh, insurrectionists, what, specifically, what do you mean? Uh, I, 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 I don't know.
3: Homegrown terrorists? <laughs> I have no
4: idea. I, yeah, I
3: have no, probably homegrown terrorists, sounds like. Right. Oh, yeah,
4: there's a lot of them in Maine, too. Right. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> have you been there? Okay. Anyway, oh, look yeah. at
3: Hold on. Hang on. We love uh, fans in <laughs> Maine. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's go to our national correspondent up there in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, the Battle Creek Republic. Switchblade Steve Ward. Switching.
4: Mac, Juan Juan, Raven. Hey, Switch. Nice to here tonight.
3: Okay. How are you?
4: Okay. Uh, beyond wonderful.
1: Excellent. Beyond wonderful. Hair looks good.
4: Oh, thanks. Yeah, oh, definitely. And or the or club less. didn't say it, too. Yeah. No, no snide remarks from nope. <laughs> Willie Club tonight.
1: Okay. He'll, no snarky is, uh, snide remarks.
3: Uh, he's also defending our country. He's out at dinner.
4: <laughs>
3: Adding to the economy. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> okay. But anyway... Let's go up the totem pole here. The beauty among the beasts. A good friend, a favorite white witch, good witch up there in New York somewhere, upstate New York. I can't not say it. Raven is here. Raven, how are you doing tonight, Raven?
5: Hi, my friends. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Hello, wonderful. Raven.
3: Okay. All right. Good. That's the name of your autobiography. So look, look, look how she's hair now. today. Should we talk about the hair now? Yeah. Like, like a super bun going. It looks like super bun.
5: Yeah. It was a day. Yes. Going to go into work. It was hotter than Satan's taint outside. And okay. I got home and I, I couldn't do it anymore. I had it in a little top knot, like the half up, half down, half in, half out. Yes. And then I I I just gave up and it just went up.
3: Oh only uh because um, switchy has a hairstylist system manager. He would understand that. Half in, half out. I, I have makeup people in a trailer. Oh.
5: God, I need that. Brilliant. Can you send me those contacts? <laughs> Enter the trailer,
3: drive the trailer out to her. Okay, so listen.
4: It, it says U Haul on it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, oh, that'd be easy yeah. to
3: find. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no Coco tonight, but uh, we might have a mystery guest stopping in later in the show. But um, in about a, a little while, we're going to be talking to Dr. Bob Gross, who is a very interesting guy, UFO researcher, knows a lot about, let's say, uh, reasons why Roswell did not happen. He just did an interview. He sent me a copy of it where he talks about, uh, you know, what's going on with this disclosure that everyone was waiting for, and it really didn't amount to anything. He knows the story behind that, so uh, he's going to be talking to us about that. Switch, the skewer show. Okay. I get a feeling. Oh, I I can just tell this isn't going to be good. Um, It's going to be low-key. What did you have for breakfast this morning now? You're on the heels of two astronauts' breakfasts, right? Beefsteak, <laughs> steak, eggs, two sausages, bacon. You ate a whole pig and a half a cow. Even Jeff so, Bezos
1: would be jealous on that breakfast. You
4: know. How about well, it's, that? Guy? It's it's funny, Mac, because uh, you could be psychic. Uh, oh. You might have some kind of a inner knower that tunes into uh, you know what's really going on. Really, and it is true that this particular breakfast this morning is not going to be earth shattering. But people should remember. I don't make up stuff. I don't. I don't have a scriptwriter Right. Okay. What did what did Switch have for breakfast? Right. This is the real deal. Yes. And if okay. you had if you had like fried beef steak and yes. eggs and and hash browns, every damn Mac Mullen's Military X Files. Yes. It just would be. It would get old. They'd say, wow. "What the hell are we doing? Wasting time talking about Switch's freaking breakfast."
3: Well, that's what we're doing right now. So go ahead. What you have for
4: breakfast? It's just give
3: like a bowl of flakes or something. Right.
4: Worse. Oh. I had <laughs> I had an energy bar <laughs> oh. a little bit later chased by Yogurt.
3: Oh what's the a a matter? What have you done with switch?
5: That's a healthy <laughs> breakfast.
3: Yeah, that's what I mean. Why <laughs> energy you, bar. And what have you done with switch? Wow. Was so it or, or, was, organic
1: no. uh, Energy bar with lots of
4: uh, uh, hell, I don't crappy know. Was, granola uh,
1: and. I can't raisins. remember the
4: brand, the regular stuff I usually buy, and then the backup stuff I buy yeah. wasn't there. So wow. I got whatever the heck it was I ate for breakfast this morning. It was some <laughs> kind of a, a peanut butter energy bar. It yeah, cool. wasn't too bad. I could choke it down you know, okay. with a cup of black coffee, no problem. What was the yogurt uh, doing in the house? Well, I got, uh, every once in a while, I get a few yogurts. Really? You know, it's, it's not, yeah. I, I like okay. the kind that, listen, I like the kind that's not blended. You have to actually mix it up. Yeah, yeah yes, sure. <sighs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't Raven, shake your like mm. don't shake your bun. At don't him. give don't, I'm gonna don't shake, shake my shake bun.
3: Your, don't shake, shake my bun at you, at man. Wow. Now let me ask you something. To switch a little uh, yes. look into your world. When you go, do you go to a to a variety store or a big grocery store to buy the energy bar? Let's say
4: I just go to your your basic run-of-the-mill small-town grocery store. Now look, the missus wants me to travel miles away to the big city. To go to uh, one of these bigger stores to get right. stuff. A whole thing. I can't I don't see the need. Right. If, if there's like too many people there, yeah. it Uh-oh. freaks me out, man. I oh, just want to really? go to this like little basic wow. small town grocery store and get my stuff. And I I don't I don't spend time I mean, I get in there and I get the hell out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And that's like why a, oftentimes I forget like a stuff. Robber. Because okay. I'm so much in a hurry to get the hell. Out I of hate going oh, to stores. Man, this is a little uh, peek into your uh, world. We're gonna have to put some music behind that. I am so totally plugged, plugged into what he's talking an about. NG buy? No, no, I, I always have Sorry, them on hand because there are times when, like if I'm traveling, for example, it's nice to have a few of those on hand. So that if you're not in an, an area where you can uh, get food, or you're <laughs> it's in, in the morning and you know you're not going to eat breakfast right away. Just have one of those with a cup of coffee. They're fine. They're great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: And the yogurt is—you uh, just felt the
4: why? Is you know, the yogurt no, really admit, let me admit something about the yogurt. The, the brand I'm buying right now is like the the knock knockoff brand that the grocery store. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, So what they do is they buy the low quality stuff from danon or any kind of name brand place. Okay. The stuff that they were gonna throw out and they put their own name on it you know? oh wow. <laughs> wow
5: like the stuff that's about to expire and they're
6: like yeah,
4: it's it's not, they oh a- this I, is you know Mister Mr. and, and Mrs. Smiths." it's not bad it's, it's not, almost not sour bad. cream I mean, I can, yeah. if i can choke it down yeah. it's not bad yeah yogurt is uh
3: has kind of a long shelf life in a way yogurt. well if i
4: wouldn't know oh, okay. um that's beyond my pay grade now. i like
1: that zero fat uh greek style yogurt uh, i forget the brand name yeah,
4: yeah. greek style right that's greek the, greek the kind of stuff you have to mix together you gotta, gotta mix it with something so here's what i do you can like pour into a cup i get you gotta actually eat it with a spoon right? I, that's right. right i actually
1: get a box of those frozen strawberries they're wicked sweet right it's stuff that you'd maybe put on ice cream i out right. the strawberries <clears> and I put a couple of tablespoons of that mixed in. now we're talking yogurt now, and now, something one sweet one, with
4: all due respect if you have to go to those links <laughs> yes. and actually yes. make something with it oh, <laughs> yeah. it's too much trouble. The, yeah it's too the, much effort the frozen strawberries yeah. and yeah, maybe some hey, listen, maybe some uh, ready whip on top right raven
5: I, I just don't like strawberries, um, yeah. but I do. I buy plain yogurt yeah. and I get oh. like the non-dairy one and then I mix my own granola in it.
6: Really? Oh, <laughs> oh man.
1: No. Non-dairy crunchy
4: yogurt? So I like right.
5: strawberries just, oh, I can't. They make yeah. So curl. you,
4: wait a minute, Raven, you intentionally put granola in it. I
5: love it's granola. It's not by accident. <laughs> no. It's not like,
4: oh God, it's got granola in it. You exactly actually,
5: said. I had yogurt and granola for dinner last <laughs>
3: Really?
5: <laughs> that was my whole dinner.
3: Can I tell you what I have for dinner today? Tonight yeah. I told a long one already. Should we strap in? Well, no, you'll maybe from laughter. Lois made me an an enormous salad with everything no. in it. That's not bad. With sliced, everything. sliced. I mean, every vegetable you can think of. Oh, okay. And chickpeas and you know all the healthy stuff because she's you know kind of like a vegetarian. She's a health no nut. Meats. She's a health you know, nut vegetarian. Cut turkey on it. Cut turkey oh. on it. Oh, that's know? good. That's a good thing. And, then I, and yeah. I, then I topped it off. I put a bunch of uh, potato chips on top. That, <laughs> when I was
4: in the Navy, you know, we all have, when, you, when you're on the sub, you yes. have that uh, th- uh, three month period or 90 days, whatever it is, of mess cooking. When, not, that's, that's like KP in the Army, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you're, you, you do that and you have to be, you're helping the cooks. And so uh, we made the salads, you know, yeah. we would make some macho salads, man. Yeah. We had all the, the lettuce and all that stuff. Yep. So we would put ham in it and all kinds of stuff. That, so that's what I, we yeah, were, that's, yep. We were the macho salad makers on board the USS Billfish, hmm. protecting oh. this country from Marxist commies and God knows what. Else. I get it. We're I get it. You that
5: on a t-shirt. You did
4: yeah. a good job. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so,
6: idea. let
5: me let me just ask
3: you about love, life in a sub real quick. So, yeah. so making the salads was done on a rotating basis? They didn't have Well, like no, when, when,
4: you were you were uh uh, the the mess cooks the uh, you had the regular cooks that were like actually qualified to make meals that wouldn't kill you oh yeah so, okay. that was their the, rate the they're a mess echelon, cook rate the, uh, yeah the guys that are just there I mean yep. we would we would uh, you know wash dishes and stuff but like we prep. would put yeah, them in yeah, that, yeah, this little little uh, like cylindrical thing where you'd close it and you'd hit the button and it would like <laughs> like a, a thousand million degrees would uh would, would shoot water at it to make sure that there, there are no germs oh, or really or anything crawling on your your food anything right? crawling uh, but we <laughs> yeah. so we did all that but then we would we would do things mundane things like uh, make the salad and uh-huh. uh,
3: you know yeah 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 i could see making a making a huge i'd love it just I, i'll eat a whole friggin it, was, it was good salad stuff too i mean even i eat it it's, if it's put in front of me that's the problem. No, Mac, the, the Navy well, had the best okay.
1: food. There was no problem with the food, and there was no problem being a mess cook. I food mean, that was, like, you hear that. That, that was like an honor to be whether, part you know what, of the one kitchen one, staff.
4: Whether you were on uh, in, in, in the sub, uh, on mm-hmm. the sea, or in yep. the port. Right. And I guess you weren't on the sea that much. but no, no I wasn't, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but it was good food. You're right. It was really good uh, food. Awesome food. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, you always hear that, and and submarine food is supposed to be better than all the rest of the Navy. That's is that true. That's what I've heard.
4: It, it could be. I, I was not in the rest of the Navy, so I never money. had any complaints. The the cooks were great. The food was great, and uh, they did a really good job.
3: Now, uh, one, one asked an interesting question. What was the rating of the uh, of the cook? Was it, it wasn't an officer? Was it? No. Well, no, no,
1: no. no, no. They are they, we enlisted just, men. Uh, you know, you know they. Pukes, they you know. I'm trying to remember what their rating, um, what their rate uh, icon looked like. That they on their shoulder, you know, uh, well,
4: usually what second class, probably, uh, yeah. second, As a little pan. As little, I yeah, I know, a
1: pan and spatula. No, I, I, I don't remember what the,
3: yeah, Pan and spatula I think the symbol was Betty Crocker. Betty Crocker, wow. Okay. It, was, it, was a, sure. it was cross, fork, it, and spoon. you know who Betty Crocker is?
5: Yes, I do. She yeah, does the, the mixes, right. you know? Yeah, but That's That's what I buy um anytime I have to host a holiday, and I'm like, yeah, it's homemade. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I, Betty, I can do
4: that. Betty Crocker. Yeah. Raven, you want to hear a really old joke? Yeah. You, you know why Betty Crocker's in the hospital? What? <laughs> she burned her buns. <laughs> and now I gotta cut that out.
3: Don't oh, come on! Great. Well, it has to be funny. <laughs> it is funny. I like all right, I don't know any jokes. I was more of an Aunt, aunt
1: Jemima fan.
3: Speaking of funny, um, I wish I had an aunt sorry, like oh. Aunt Jemima. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Let the edit will stop there. Or Uncle Ben. So listen. Speaking. Speaking of us. All right. Stop it there. Speaking about uh, <laughs> Switchy's rug, uh, the top ten. Tonight, Raven, do you have the list?
5: I have the list. It's uh, right in front of me. We've been
3: talking about two subjects a lot lately: toupees and celebrities. So tonight, we're going to just throw it out to the gang. No longer the Poussey, uh What celebrities you think wear rugs or not? Okay, rug or no rug?
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Top ten celebrities, rug or no rug? Please, okay. number ten, Raven.
5: Number ten, Tom Cruise.
3: I'm saying Tom Cruise has a rug.
5: I'm, I, I agree. No, and He also no wears uh lifts in his shoes. Yeah, he, he, we know he lifts as a it. He
1: he can't do yeah. all that running in his movies with a rug on.
3: One, two.
5: Well, that's why he has a stunt double.
3: Uh, yeah, I think maybe. he does. Well, he does his own he, dangerous stunts, but yeah, I think he, he does. does his kind of mundane stunts. I saw a picture the other day of his double. He looks
4: exactly like Tom Cruise. It's kind of weird. It looks. not yeah. make it the ladies that play opposite him uh, walk in the trench I, <laughs> I heard
5: something like that where yes. they do some weird thing and it like they literally have to give him lifts. you I know like... they did
4: that with uh alan ladd he had alan a walk ladd, yep. on a uh, some kind of a plank when he was walking next to sophia loren a platform mm-hmm.
3: that's so funny and, and, um uh that's funny bolgad also used to they used to have his the stars the the, the actresses you know They'd just build a little trench on the set, you know, and they'd walk together. I mean, when you see uh, Eyes Wide Shot, one of the worst movies ever made <laughs> with Tom Cruise and Mrs. Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, how uh, she got roped into that? I don't know, but she's tall. Yes, she
4: is. When I played opposite Susan Anton in, in a film we did a long time ago. Really?
3: Oh, it was the name it? Was Wait. a porn? Was it soft? Uh, I think
4: it was Desire Under the Dwarf Maples. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> I can see that as the cover of a book. So anyway. Uh, of a paperback novel? Yes. Okay. Right, Tom Cruise. We're gonna to say Tom Cruise. Yes. Okay. We should keep yes. score. I'll yes. keep score.
1: No, I'm. I'm not saying yes. I'm saying no. You're so, saying no. Are you? Are you finding out uh, the, the truth behind this? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is all. I mean, did trajectory. you? Did you these, pre? No, no, no. research?
5: These are based on facts. Yeah, did you pre
1: research this I've been the stuff?
3: National Enquirer for years. Okay, please. Number nine, please, Raven.
5: Number what nine. Rug or not? Bill Murray. No, I Bill Murray no. definitely has a rug. Yeah. No, he does Yes, not. he
3: does. <laughs> My man's um, does not no. wear a rug. <laughs> no. What do you say, switchy? No. No. One, one.
1: No, well, he doesn't okay, wear a rug. He's got uh he's proud of the fact that he's he's uh follically challenged.
3: That's he's one. I was gonna to three.
5: say he it's receding, I yeah, think. It is. Yeah, but it's that's, how
3: they, do it. that's anyway, how they do it. Anyway <laughs> Number eight, please. Right.
5: Number eight, we have Juan
3: One.
4: Juan, Juan, Juan. One, oh, no, was one one. Well, let's no, see he's one. he's got a hat on. No, no, it's a, it's no a bad one if it is. No rug. <laughs> that's one of those receiving wigs, you know, yeah, like, well, like Alan Brady doing, used
3: to do. It's doing its job. No rug, no, that's for sure. No rug. <laughs> okay, that's going to be zero to four. Okay, all right. <laughs> Seven, please.
5: Seven, we have Coco.
3: Coco. Mm. I think
5: he has a rug. No,
3: no, no. He cut his hair on on here the other day. It looks like he did it with a hedge clip.
1: He wouldn't dare wear I a rug.
3: Know.
5: He said he did it. Yeah, he said he did it himself. Maybe he did use he a
4: hedge clipper. You know how he used to do it. A uh, vegematic. You know, yeah. He, <laughs> styles changed, Richie. Styles changed.
3: I know, I know. Uh right, we're going to say 0-4. He doesn't... Uh, I can't imagine Coco would have peace. No. Okay, six, please.
5: Six, we have Bigfoot.
3: Bigfoot. Now, wouldn't it be ironic <laughs> if Bigfoot what? had to wear a, 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 a toupee? Okay, he's I, older. He's an older guy. He's yeah. losing his testosterone. Mm-hmm, definitely. His hair falls out. He's hairy everywhere else, but he's going to say, man, they're chasing me. I'm not going to be one of these bald eggs.
4: He's got an image he has to an keep An image. Mm-hmm. It's an image thing.
5: I can just imagine him like going back to his cave after like a hard day of pretending like he's trying to be caught, but he's not. And then he's right. like, got to take this off. And then everything Look, else is hairy. Looking in the mirror. I love it.
3: He has to sit there and comb it out.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay number five celebrities rug or no rug
5: we have moby moby he doesn't wear a rug he's bald Mob- are we thinking of the same moby? okay moby yes, we Dick. Are. yes
3: okay <laughs> yeah that was the joke and we're gonna go 0 for four even though switchy has no idea who moby is I know who moby, is. No, moby the like rock star lps L-
4: well not lps but okay. cds okay
3: you have moby cds absolutely go get them right now I'll give you 10 bucks for every Moby CD you can show. Oh, in the God, room.
4: they're in the basement, man. I
2: can't.
3: Oh, tell. all of a sudden, it's in the basement. Too far to walk? You know, porcelain, right? Okay. Let's go to number four, please.
5: Uh, Stan Friedman. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Inside. <laughs> okay. Stan Friedman is no longer with us, so he can't contend this okay. uh, accusation.
3: All right. <laughs> he, uh, he refused to come on the show before he passed away.
4: You know, I spoke to him once for... Uh, 45 seconds really
3: what'd he yeah. say get my car
4: well no i, I <laughs> said i asked him about the uh, uh the book that he wrote with uh, kathleen martin called yes. captured and about the really bizarre stuff that happened to betty and bunny hill afterwards because mm-hmm. Stan frequent was a staunch et guy right right and i asked him i said what do you think about all that weird stuff that happened later and he said i don't know
3: hmm. good answer <laughs> so listen let me just ask you let me just throw something to you switchy okay Okay. you think that there's any chance that a lot of the stuff that he was involved in was, let's say,
4: embellished? Uh, no, I don't really think so, but I think he saw things through a certain prism and was uh, for a while unwilling to uh, shake that prism, although Kathleen Martin told me when all of us were at the Exeter UFO Festival, yes. that he began to see the shall we say, the stranger or the high strangeness aspects of mm-hmm. some of the UFO abduction phenomena.
3: Okay. Well, not to speak ill of him because he has passed away, but, you know, he was really responsible for reviving the whole Roswell thing with the National Enquirer. Yes. Late 70s, early 80s, and that turned into a circus, you know, and I think there were times when he could have come forward because he was definitely viewed as like the voice of the community, okay? He was, he was like Moses or someone, the voice of someone, high. And he could have come and said, "Come out and said, you know what? Twenty-six UFOs didn't crash at Roswell. You know, twenty-six of them didn't crash, and people weren't sh- killed, and people weren't shot by the government, and people weren't murdered for what they knew. And and that's what it turned into, you know. And um, I don't know. He 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 was at the very least responsible for it, and and he may have made some uh, re me on it too. But anyway, why don't we go to number three before we hear from Stan's lawyers?" <laughs>
5: Number, Number three, three, rug or not? We have Tom Brady.
3: Tom Brady, no rug. Tom. I'm
5: gonna say, rug. I, I say rug. No
3: rug. I say rug. No. I say not rug. Really, Juan Juan, yeah. What do you say? No rug. No rug. Yeah, he's an ex of yours, I know. Really, hey, Tom Brady
4: to is to feel authentic. Like flying on a 50-yard line. But <laughs> he's worth
3: about 70 million dollars. <laughs> what do you think the helmet's for? So that's a two to two, because I'm I'm convinced that guy is a rug. You know, when someone's Why here do you is think he too, wears a rug? Because when someone's here is too perfect, <laughs> and 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 it doesn't look their age. Do you know what I mean? Like a switch uh, is looking in the mirror, print, print, printing himself. You know what I mean? They, it just doesn't look. It just doesn't like Frank Sinatra wore a toupee for years, but you, you couldn't tell because it looked his age. You know, it it, it looked like yeah, what a seventy-year-old guy would wear, yeah. not like what a thirty-year-old guy would wear. So. Anyway, okay, uh, why don't we go to number two? Get out of this.
5: Number two, we have the alien who crashed at Roswell.
3: Now, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> <laughs> if he comes to earth and goes, we're bald. You know, we're all if bald anyway.
5: flies off his head, Where's you my toupee. <laughs>
4: well, it, it could be. It could be they wanted to kind of blend in more, yeah, that's what I mean. in, in, in order how stupid it would look for them to wear a rug.
3: In order <laughs> to blend in, they put these rugs on their head. You know, no one will know the difference. Yeah. We're gonna go all in for him. Okay. So, and number one, the number one celebrity, rug or no rug, please.
5: Number one, Madonna.
3: Madonna. Mm. (laughs) Ever hear that rumor?
5: I say Mm. rug.
3: Yeah. Extensions,
4: anyway, right? Uh, Yeah, she's got something going on with her hair. She's
5: got extensions and and prayers, and maybe she sold her soul. I don't know what is even happening, but it's a it's a situation.
3: Yeah. Still around. Extensions, enhancements,
1: augmentations.
6: Yeah.
5: He's she's like uh uh one surgery away from being the, the guy on Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the, the thing. Well, he he had a receding cruel. hairline and he didn't wear a rug.
1: <laughs> Who Michael J.
5: Tales from the Crypt. The uh oh, what, that was guy. That? what was it, eighties or nineties on um I, I don't a, know.
3: I wasn't allowed to watch it.
5: It was a good show. Hmm.
3: <laughs> Listen, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now? And then when we come back, I'm going to throw a real military x at you. You're going to be freaked out when you hear this. So you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military exile show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this.
2: UFOs are found in Renaissance art on ancient coins and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft, or is someone or something looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in wartime. What They Didn't Want You to Know by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight! First, as you can hear in the background, clearing their throats. I think. Let me introduce the members of the gang, the posse. That's the American word for it. Uh, the very famous Juan Juan is here, girls. Hello, Mac.
1: Hello, girls. Yes. Welcome to the show. If you're just joining us, if you've joined us from the very beginning, so is there any reason tonight?
3: <laughs> any reason tonight that you're uh, dressed like a Greek sailor?
1: Yeah, except for the hat. Uh, I just uh, opened the top drawer and I just pulled something out. And that was uh, I had okay, no fashion sense whatsoever there. this morning.
4: What do, you, what do you say to a drunken sailor? That's what,
5: do what, say I what do you say to what a, a drunken sailor? What do you say to a drunken <laughs>
3: sailor? There <laughs> <laughs> you go. That's the yin and yang of that. Uh, so listen, uh, no cocoa tonight, girl. Sorry. I mean, Mills, no cocoa tonight. He'll be back next week, so he says. Uh, however, uh, our national correspondent, which played Steve Ward, is with us,
4: he. It is great to be here tonight.
3: Wow. Okay,
4: I'm glad you're here. Who
3: was that? <laughs> Gesundheit, whoever it was. Uh, I'm we're all well, glad. That's to going to remain a secret, <laughs> even though uh, you, uh, yeah, even though you, had, you disgraced yourself, frankly, by eating an energy bar for breakfast today.
4: No, that's no disgrace. You, know, and and Mac, hopping, you can't have you can't hopping, have the dynamic breakfast every time or people are going to tune out.
3: You topped it off with yogurt, switch. you topped it off with yogurt. Okay, understand?
4: Yes. yes okay. I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I know one person that understands because she makes her own yogurt and granola. Uh, favorite good witch, Raven. Raven, how are you? Hello.
5: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, JJ. JJ reminds me of Pugsley from the Adams Family with that shirt. Oh, I love it. Okay. And I don't think I love a good you know yogurt and, and granola bar. That's pretty much mm. what I live on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes okay. I just eat the straight granola. because yeah, because they have like good flavors.
3: Look what they Raven. do for you. Look what they do for her switching. She's awesome.
5: We should. Yeah.
3: listen. <laughs> do you uh, do you you actually said you get the plain yogurt so there's no
5: Yeah, it's like um the dairy free unsweetened vanilla and then I just get organic um granola and okay. I mix it in.
3: Uh, how can yogurt be uh, dairy free? Yeah, It's made out of
1: coconut
5: milk.
3: Oh, okay, mm. all right, no coconuts for her. Mm. For the making of the sugar. Wow, that's interesting. That's good. I got, I, I got to tell you this real quick. By uh, um, a relative in our family, is starting a business and he's making ice cream out of oat milk. Okay. Oh, I bet milk. that's good. Now, like to me, oat milk, you know, already kind of makes me sick when I think about it. Oat milk. I'm not into any of that almond milk or any of that stuff. So anyway. So he shows up one day, and I, I, I just wanted to say to him, I know this is going to taste terrible. And I'm telling you, it tasted really good. It tasted really good. You couldn't tell it was oat milk. That's the I best thing. I don't know. strawberry, vanilla, and, and chocolate. And you could not tell. So <sighs> some night what we'll do, we're going to get, get Pistol Pete, okay, because he's you know out of the orbit. Bring him in, and we're going to do a taste test. And we're going to, you know, someone out of the loop. And, ta- and I, I'm telling you, they will not tell the difference. That's how good it is.
5: I guarantee oh, it. Oh, I no. guarantee it. Yeah, I oh, always get the the um, non dairy version of like Ben and Jerry's because I right. like they the, the cherry Garcia. Oh, oh yeah. you can't tell the difference. It's yeah. so good.
3: Oh, I didn't know they had a an, Ben and Jerry's has a non dairy ice cream. Out.
5: For for like um like the big flavors they have, so yeah, like sure. cherry yeah. Garcia and then yeah. um others.
1: Chubby hubby, this cherry cherry. Yep. That's a thing. The cherry Garcia is non dairy. Or is there a, a, so a, version, of a of version of it? So they have version of Oh, okay.
5: A version, yeah. but they oh. have the dairy version, okay. too. But yeah. you, they honestly taste exactly the same. I don't like
1: it. Yeah. Ben yeah. & Jerry's yeah. uh, oh, since no, they I got haven't... bought out by, I don't know, Stonyfield? Who bought them out?
3: They got bought out?
5: Yeah.
1: I yeah, I... I didn't know that
5: either.
6: Yeah, they
1: got bought out, got by, a, out by Stonyfield or something. Oh, I, I could okay. be wrong about that. But,
3: yeah, a
1: couple of years ago.
3: Hey, listen, oh, I was well, in Newport, Rhode Island once. You and, were, huh? Uh, I love Newport. For a little weekend getaway. Went into, and the, there was a Ben and Jerry's down at, you know, it's, you know all the shipyard? Did you go to shipyard? the shipyard? Went down there and got a, you know, when you, uh, if you're in the dentist office and they give you the little cup, you know, yeah. to spit. Uh, yeah, yeah, cup, yeah. The little paper cup. Uh, I got one of those and they were three bucks a piece. I wrote a letter to them. I wrote uh, a complaint letter and I said, You got to be kidding me. You guys are walking around in your Birkenstocks and you're crunchy all the time. Hey, and I'm paying. Listen, six don't make bucks fun of
6: Birkenstocks. <laughs>
3: but two Jeez. teaspoons, Jeez. Uh, teaspoons of the small one, right? Of ice cream. Yeah. Because I'm wow. in Newport, Rhode Island. That's the only reason Unbelievable. why. Unbelievable. Mm-mm. That's your fault, Juan. One, one, in a way, it it's your fault. You keep you kept those people protected all those years.
1: Hey, I did. <laughs> right, I did. First, I got uh, okay. you know,
3: okay.
1: my fingers cut up by the uh, the film stock. You know, you know when you talk when you talk oh, about what yeah. it looks like on the cutting room floor. I <laughs> knew purple, what it looked like on the cutting room floor because there was blood on the cutting room floor from, blood on the,
3: from the film. <laughs> blood on the that stuff is razor sharp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You gave it that's your a, all. Yeah, I soldier. did. I mean, that's a good little...
5: book name or like a good band name. A band yeah. name would be excellent. Or
3: yeah. a CD name, "Let Them <laughs> Cutting Room Floor." <laughs> all right, brave little soldier. Thanks for hanging in there. Mm. So You're uh, anyway, we're on the air, right? We are. you the show. Yep. yep. Yes, sir. All right. So the well, listen, Green lines just, are going back and today. forth. I gotta, I gotta tell you this. I I was I was looking for something. We might do this in the future. We might have to do a thing called "Cats at War." cats at war there are so many stories about cats performing things in wartime I, I, I couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it but so i thought raven i thought you'd be happy in doing cats yes. at war. and also uh, i got i got one for you cocoa.
1: i got one for you real life uh, as you know i have a puppy yorkshire terrier okay we just got him uh, yes like for 12 14 weeks ago and there's a book Is out. A cat? Huh? <laughs>
3: okay. So th- there's <laughs> okay, a book ahead. out
1: uh, called Yorkie Doodle Dandy. It's about this World War II soldier oh, who trained God. this Yorkie uh, to yes. uh, work in the battlefield, basically pulling wires. You know, the wires that you'd you'd connect to explosives and pull those wires from yeah. the explosive oh, yes. device God. to the yes. uh, you know over the berm, over the safety area, so that it can be put on the terminal oh. post. And then boom, you know. The Yorkie does that. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dodge, what the the, Dodge, what's the name of the book again? Yorkie Doodle Dandy.
3: The cover. Yeah, Talk about your name of a band. But, there's, yeah, there's no, the name of a band. The, the yeah. cover
1: of it shows the wow. Yorkie like <laughs> sleeping in the helmet of the soldier in question. The soldier wrote it.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's cool. That's cute. Yeah. That's crazy. A Yorkie. What do you think the, you, you, you think the Germans were shooting at? <laughs>
1: well, now I know why they didn't. He didn't use dachshunds because they don't move as fast as this guy does.
3: Yeah, this, yeah, right. This That's Yorkie so but they that we ground. have is, uh, anyway. wow. <laughs> All right, so we'll do dogs at war at some point. Too. we got to do cats at war. But anyway, here's wow. this weird, and this is just so weird. I said I had to bring it up tonight. So anyway, look at A little history lesson. There's a woman named, and no laughing at her name, okay? Her name right. is Maria Dickin. Okay. Not yeah. laughing. Right, we'll put <laughs> Not this, laughing. This, let's speak that up. Anyway, her name is Maria Dickin. Thank you. <laughs> She, she started a thing called the People's Dispensary for Sick Animals in England, okay? And it's like, um, what is the thing in the United States, uh, you know, you're not, not PETA, but, you know, you're not supposed to be, um, you know, a very famous uh, kind of... Um,
1: the SPCA?
3: The, the thing in the United States, that's it. A-S-P-C-A. Yeah, Society for the okay. Protection so of Cruelty like to Animals, okay. yeah, SPCA. To animals, right. So uh, in 1943, th- this uh, Maria Dickin has uh, this foundation, and she started giving away the Dickin Medal, and to a uh, award to acknowledge animals for conspicuous gallantry while serving in war. Okay. Now, here's you just tell me what medal. Now this medal has been awarded since 1943. What animal has this medal gone to? Most of. You a know dog. What
0: I mean? Yeah, it's got to be a it's dog. Got to
3: be a dog. Close.
2: A horse? A goat.
3: Uh one of the one of one of some.
5: What is it? Is it a dolphin?
3: It? No. No, no. It's it's a pigeon. Pigeons. Oh okay. yeah, okay. Pigeons.
1: Those are called right. trash
5: birds.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Carrier uh, pigeons. Pigeons have won, I got the statistic here. They won sixty they there's fifty four medals awarded and they've won sixty percent of them. Thirty two out of fifty four. Wow. Okay? So now, wait get this. Over the course of... I'm reading this now. Over the course of both wars, nearly yep. 800,000 pigeons were used to transmit messages, sometimes flying up to 600 miles to complete the task. That's unbelievable. Wow. they were stocked... Get this. They were stocked in every British aircraft. If the airplane was hit, the yep. birds would be released with the location information, and they would know where to fly to ensure the rescue. i have never heard of that. How do
1: they know where to uh, fly to? That's the part that gets me.
3: That's the thing. Pigeons are really weird, man. And they don't even know how... Pigeons have this ability. They think that there's some kind of metal in their brain, and they, you know, go off of the magnetic north pole. Look at Yeah, this, I thought this. that was like a
5: falcon or like an owl thing, where they said, "No, no, wait." They do have carrier pigeons. It's, yeah, it's carrier, carrier
1: pigeons, pigeons. no the, yeah, carrier, no carrier guy. owl, no carrier so anyway, falcon.
3: Carrier pigeon. You ready? <laughs> they for do this? in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready? Winky, Winky, Winky is one of the three pigeons to be awarded the Dickin Medal. Serve this is uh, this should be a body python sketch. Uh, (laughs) Serve this purpose. Uh, I get this now. A British bomber crashed in the North Sea in 1942. The crew, without radio transmission, struggled to stay alive in the freezing waters. As a last effort, uh, this would have been the first effort for me, but as the last effort, they released a quote unquote blue checkered hen pigeon, which ended up flying 120 miles home to deliver the crew's location. (laughs) What the? That's unbelievable. I mean, how'd the pigeon know where the hell he was? He's out flying so around what? on an airplane somewhere.
5: Witchcraft.
3: That, that's amazing. That that's is really is. amazing. Uh, let's see another one. Uh, another one happened to uh, Mac. I, I got a I got a BBC <clears> throat> article.
1: Throat> it's called "The Pigeon That Saved a World War Two Bomber Crew." And uh, <laughs> Google it that. It's a BBC. Pigeon. He
3: got the Dickin Medal. His name uh, is Winky. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so listen. He was awarded another the one, animal's another, equivalent uh, of the Victoria Cross,
1: Buc- the Dickin Medal. That's the Dickon Medal right. is the animal's equivalent of the Victoria Cross.
3: Victoria Cross, right? Uh, this other uh, uh, a noble budgie that must be a kind of pigeon flew 250 miles to deliver a message that saved 2,000 lives at the Battle of Anom, which is the Bridge Too Far battle. And, and later went on to become a grandfather of many great racing pigeons, whatever that means. A grandfather. Uh, <laughs> a a budgie's a parakeet, uh, isn't let's it? Let's see. Okay. now Get ready for this, okay? Another, and then I'm just quoting here, a grizzled colored cock named Gustav, friend of Winky. <laughs> he also got the Dickin medal. I bet he, he did. Live get this, the first report of, of D-Day to the British mainland in 1944. A feat which required him to fly 150 miles through 30 mile an hour headwinds in a tumultuous storm. is a freaking pigeon. Wow. I, I, what I want to know is how does a pigeon know where to? Where, That's right. Where, how, did, how, how do they, they know where, they they where to go, go so right to out of the home? box? How do they know where they are? I mean, it's not
1: like they're trained yeah. to say, "Okay, you give them." You know how you train a dog? You make him do something, give them a treat after. Yes, yeah, I'm here to there. How, yeah. Mm-hmm. How does how does a pigeon know where there is? <laughs> you know. Right. Exactly. Not to go to the other you know, side. As,
3: far as you're playing around a... If you're flying around a, up in an airplane, your your location is changing by the second, okay? So the pigeon, they release the pigeon, and somehow the pigeon knows where he's going to fly 250 miles away. 250 miles? I can understand kind of their, their GPS
1: abilities. I can understand that. The point is, how do they know where they have to go ahead of time? That, right. their, that their mission is to go to the, uh, uh, the headquarters well, hey, uh, behind the lines. Home. They're Going home, yeah. That I is like, wild.
3: I mean, in pigeons, like you say, man, they're the trash of the bird world. Oh my I god, mean, yeah. Ugh. They're gross. They're
5: so um, nasty. Every time they're I see all over my neighborhood, every
1: time I see <laughs> pigeons roosting under the uh, the bridges when I'm stuck in traffic under under the overpasses, I see yes. those.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think of the, this World War I One scene where this guy is like his life of his platoon is dependent on this pigeon going to the right place so that they could because their radio broke yeah. down and they need to call in uh, artillery cover and the pigeon's going to call I in mean, the artillery yeah, exactly. cover <laughs> right the guy scribbles the note exactly, puts it around the neck of the bird See? and they go off holy so they can get out of there jeez you're kidding you kidding me the... <laughs> but it's true I you were, know... you the Germans are going to be shooting at these things exactly. 800,000 so. pigeons
3: were used <laughs> 800,000 pigeons, okay? Some of them must have been shot down by flack or something.
5: <laughs> I mean, would you even shoot it down or would like, like a bullet would hit it and it would just explode? Yeah, well, that's right? what want. yeah. I don't know, I mean, but I want to know how they like decided these awards and their names, like did they just look at any pigeon and say, this no. is Winky, he did no, a no. good job. No. <laughs> like where is the tracking?
3: The, the stuff that I didn't, that I chose to leave out, they said it's a very, very um, <clears throat> involved process. You know, the, 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 you know, you have to have people who, you know, will come forth and testify that, you know, Winky did what they say he did. Oh, my God. Um, that's yeah, it's so a real wild. it's a real big deal over there. It's a very big deal. And and the latest one. So anyway, as as we got, you know, as it went into the 50s and the 60s and everything. Now they started, there were a lot of cats who were awarded this from World War Two, And it was mostly because they were on ships and they would just, you know, uh, you know, eat the rats and everything. There were ratters. All right. And usually it was the captain's cat. But there's this one cat, and we'll do this on the you know cats at war segment. You know he like survived a British uh, warship sinking. He was picked up by you know like a German submarine. Someone, someone saved the German submarine. He survived that, and he you know, wound up on like an American you know ship, and then he finally wound up on a British ship, and they gave him this you know equivalent of the Victoria Cross. So Aww. cats weird, and now and then lately because of you know the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, it's um, dogs. Lots of dogs have mm-hmm. uh, you know. Have done incredible stuff, incredible stuff that they have these dogs doing. And then one hus, one Wahoohus from World War One. I, I think probably when that play came out about the Wahoohus, I think it's called war huss, Um I think they probably that's why they gave it, it to the Wahoohus because a lot of Wahoohuses were involved in World War One. I. Yeah. I just couldn't. We are going to get someone on who knows about pigeons because this is like too freaking. Yeah, this is this like is a good say, segment. Just reading like about GPS.
1: Just reading about this one pigeon, that you know, the Winky pigeon that we've been talking about. Uh, he was carrying the message from the downed guy. RAF plane, okay? They were able to calculate the position yep. of the downed aircraft using the time difference between the plane's ditching and the arrival of the bird, taking into account the wind direction and even the impact of the oil that was on Winky's feathers to her flight speed. A rescue mission was launched, and the men were found within 15 minutes. What? <laughs>
3: what, the, what? what? The pigeon, the pigeon flew, 120 flew 120
1: miles. It Flew 120 miles. <laughs>
6: was discovered wow. exhausted
1: and covered in oil by owner George Ross, who immediately informed REF.
5: Oh. <laughs> covered in oil. Oh, yeah. 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 Covered Thank in oil.
1: Yeah, Thank from you. the plane crash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were no
5: notes yeah. saying, here's he where sounds we are. Awesome. Is he's still around. We should have him on the show.
3: He like this. You do Morse code the yeah. whole time. You like being a hero?
1: <laughs> we got to get the pigeon on, wow, on the show called G.I. Joe. Yeah. G.I. Joe was an American <laughs> bird which saved more yeah. than a thousand lives when it got a message through that a village about to be bombed had actually been recaptured by British forces. Another Mary of Exeter mm. was used to send top secret messages and receive 22 stitches after being injured in the course of her duties.
5: <laughs> 22 uh, stitches on a pigeon? Isn't that wow. like their whole body?
6: What's left? Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah like, yeah. Did you like attach new yeah. legs? We
1: got to get Mary of Exeter on,
5: on the show. <laughs>
1: oh, oh wonderful i got a
5: pigeon guy okay i'll get you, my pigeon guy we'll be okay Let's i got a guy on. for everything don't I'm worry serious. about it okay wait
3: hang on hang on hang on <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm sorry that was supposed to be a <laughs> um okay and um uh and there's a, there's one now there we just talked about gustav he's the guy uh, uh, can you imagine that the first report of d-day shows up and it's a pigeon with the message not a radio it's a pigeon. That's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've read a lot about World War II. I've never heard of any of this. I'm bringing pigeons in British warplanes or any of that stuff, but obviously it's, that's what they were doing. Pigeons during
1: World War II. I'm kind of
3: amazing, isn't it? Wow. Pigeons. Pigeons at war. Yep. Pigeons right? at war. Pigeons in war talk. There were that's some it. cats and some dogs Pigeon that got the, the medal, but the
1: pigeons got the most medals.
3: Yeah. I th- oh, yeah. Okay. 18 right. dogs, a, three horses, dog and one cat, cat
1: Yeah. got the medal. But pigeons still rule the metal roost, pigeons. with 32 being given medals, yeah. all between 1943 and 1949. That Unbelievable.
3: Pigeons. When, when they stopped? Who knew? I mean, when did that stop?
1: So every time you see a pigeon and, and you say, they sh- they're crapping over my car and doing everything. Think about how their ancestors uh, performed during World War II and World War
3: One. Yeah, <laughs> Never look at a pigeon the same way again. <laughs> wow, <laughs> pigeons. So the new. So look, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a uh, commercial break? Now? And when we uh, come back, we're going to be talking to, hopefully, Dr. Bob Gross, who is UFO researcher and also saxophone player. And uh, he just did an interview with a, uh, a rival show about this new government disclosure um, report that came out, which really didn't say anything. He's going to explain it to us. So you're listening to Mac military Exxon show. Here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network, we'll be right back after this.
2: Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe visit places you never knew existed the phantom tunnels of tokyo the ufo trail in south america hong's Hats, and the very mysterious m triangle mac maloney's haunted universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts haunted planes and ships weird celebrity deaths mysterious sounds and a breakdown of every monster in america states by state you've heard him talk about it on the radio now get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe with a forward by the very famous Juan. Juan on sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com.
3: Macaroni's Mill Trackstar Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni One. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. First, uh, let me introduce the members of the gang. uh Girls, the very famous one is here.
1: Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Awesome show so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, enjoying it. It's
3: just like a Greek sailor tonight.
1: I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it, I do look like a Greek sailor, not to mention it. I should have one of those black sailor hats, too. I think I got one of those.
3: Right. It looks like a that John Lennon sense. hat, okay. except
1: it's not sort like a greek yes right little they little all wear them over exactly. yeah i gotta get one i gotta get um one.
3: no cocoa tonight sorry milfs no cocoa tonight you <laughs> know protecting our country also switchy says we don't know um speaking of switchy up there in battle creek michigan battle creek of the republic switchblade steve warren
4: it is great to be here tonight mac
3: energy bar and all <laughs>
4: yeah. still yeah. hanging on
3: that's what yeah what are you gonna have for breakfast tomorrow
4: uh probably some sugar frosted flakes something mm-hmm. okay and i'm not going to go out and, and forage for food i'm just going to look for food i uh, can it. i just ask something
3: was the frosted flakes there this morning or was or was the energy bar No, just it, like it's the last there. there's
4: a there's a fresh yeah. box that i bought wow. on sale and hmm. it's there there's this uh fresh two percent milk Jeez. but you know it, if, if you grab the energy bar because it's, it's less effort you just open it up Let's have with, a with cereal, okay. no, you got to get the... the box, you got to pour it in a bowl, you got to understand. put the milk in just right. You know, it takes okay. some it takes some doing, it takes some thought. Cool. And sometimes you don't want to think about it,
6: right?
3: So you just eat the box, okay. yeah. yeah. You got to eat, yep. Anyway, now let's talk to someone who I think I said before gets her own yogurt and granola and mixes it together, very crunchy. The good friend Raven, Raven,
5: hello. Hello, raven obviously i do my own granola that's
1: why she that's why she's so healthy looking look at me look at this well, well, unbelievable I
3: can't say no <laughs> wow. wow so do, would you, do you take it as a uh it's all someone calls you crunchy
5: oh people always tell me i'm a i'm a tree hugging hippie and you know i I know I am so I don't it's even no. argue it's like yeah I know yeah okay uh
3: anyway all right um i was gonna say luckily there's no trees where I live you know, which is good when it's hurricane season because something came through here last weekend, man. You know, there's like a tornado down in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Man, always, always some big tree always hits the car too. Never misses (laughs) the the car in the driveway. Jesus. It must be just unbelievable, you know. Anyway, Every time there's a storm, um,
1: the satellite trucks head down to your neck of the woods. Why is that?
3: Yes they do. Yes. Well, they think that the the mansions are going to go into the water. Yeah. That's, that's when you know it's going to be really bad when you see the TV trucks arrive. You go, yep. Damn. Yep. Yeah. They're all like doing their stand-ups on the ago,
1: on the boardwalk there.
3: Yeah. Hoping something goes in about mm, 5 or 6 years ago, seven mansions fell into the sea here.
6: Yep. Okay. What?
3: Every one like of them a house run, more than a million dollars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Because the, uh, oh. the the sand erosion was so bad. And I'll tell you, some of them were just barely hanging on, man. And then, boom, off they go. So now the TV cameras, that's all they want. You know, it was so bad they had the National Guard down here. And yep. Um, yep. They, they, they think it's going to happen again. And that's why, you know, the TV cameras always show up here. So, anyway. There was,
2: there was you know, a, a storm where Indy you couldn't cities, get on the
1: island. You Only people could leave the island. You couldn't get down there and be, a, you know, one of those gawking right. uh, visitors.
3: They, they robo call us, you know. More than once, saying, "You know, this is the city of such and such." Saying, "You should leave the island now," yep. and, you know, if anything happens, we can't come and get you, and all this stuff. And it's like too much effort. And, and you are saying, "You didn't don't move." Cobra can get me, no He's problem. Cobra's Cobra's
1: kind of up there; he can get me.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, call him in <laughs> with his shopping. Anyway, speaking of windy cities, <laughs> well, this, yeah, I guess is from the yep. Windy city, the Windy city, Chicago. Doctor Bob Gross, please, let's give it up for him, please.
7: Thank you. Thank you. Keep it up.
5: Welcome.
7: Bob, how are you, uh, Bob do they still Bob,
1: call it the doing? Hawk?
7: Well, huh? I, I'm doing better now. I just, got, a while ago, got out of the hospital with pneumonia here. It's talking about Wendy. Oh,
3: man. Oh, oh yikes. yikes. Wow.
7: So I, I've moved from a high-rise apartment near O'Hare Airport now to a uh, first-floor apartment.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So, uh... Probably not as noisy, I'm assuming, with all those jets landing.
7: True, yes. It's getting used to all the changes and so forth. Mm -hmm.
3: So listen, so you're a UFO researcher, but you're also a musician in a formal life, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, you played saxophone as one of your many instruments?
7: Yes, and I was a trained classical clarinetist Mm -hmm. and uh, played woodwinds, of course. Okay,
3: so listen, so somehow or other you actually made a lot of money doing this, right?
7: I made enough to get by. Yes.
3: Yeah. Okay, boy. I'll say not many musicians would even say that. But oh, sorry. You know, but it's okay. Uh, but but you know, weren't you driving around in a Corvette or something in the late '60s or some kind of cool, cool car?
7: Oh, I had a uh, Triumph Spitfire.
1: Oh uh, man. Man. Those are cool.
3: Wow. And
1: I've. <laughs> a little small, but they're cool.
3: Yeah. Very new. small. Yeah. yeah. where did you put the bass player when you drove him? <laughs> <laughs> in the trunk. Yeah. In the trunk. Oh, yeah. Wow. Huh. Ragtop so with is, the with the plastic it side had, windows. Is it because you had so many gigs that you were just, you know, doing a lot of things at once and the money just added up.
7: Well, yes. Well, that I had 54 private students a week. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I was playing at least five nights a week with either orchestras or jazz rock bands.
3: <laughs> wow. Man, oh man. How did you how'd you keep it all straight? I mean, how'd you do
7: that? It was very difficult. Very A lot of times, especially when I would go on tour, I'd come back and I would be totally beat.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
7: yeah. But,
3: you know, it was well worth it, though, I'm assuming. I'm only bringing up the money aspect because every musician I know doesn't have any money. Yeah, I was, you know what I mean? Doesn't have a lot of money, that's a sure.
7: I was fortunate to grow up in those days. I was lucky growing up in Pittsburgh and I was uh, playing gigs with uh, people from the Mr. Rogers show. yes. Wow, when really? I was Mr. A young Rogers.
6: Kid.
3: is that right? You mean the people that that he that used to record for Mr. Rogers, you would play with them at different venues and stuff?
7: Yes. Uh for example, Handyman Negri was a jazz guitarist, Joe Negri. Wow. Uh, Johnny Costa uh was a keyboard player. Mm-hmm. So they were there were some pretty good musicians on the Mr. Rogers show. That's right. Didn't he didn't he used
3: to like write a song every day or something? Just him. He, he's really kind of an interesting guy. Did you ever meet him?
7: Uh, I never met him, but most of the people that he worked with, I, I did meet. Right.
3: What they have to say about him.
7: They all like the idea of working with him. He was very inspirational back then. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: That movie he did with Tom Hanks plays oh, him. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. Man, oh man, what a movie that is. Not what you expect it to be, but.
5: Y- you got to y- watch the documentary.
3: I saw the it's, documentary too. Yeah. Oh my yeah,
5: God, the documentary yeah. is so good.
1: I haven't yeah, seen that uh, yet.
3: I can see that. Listen, in the documentary, he's like at, at a Senate hearing where a guy has already said to him, "We're going to cut your forty million dollars. You can talk if you want, but we're taking yeah. we're, we're closing up PBS. Forget about yeah. it." Yeah. And at the at the like twenty minutes, the guy said, "You can have all the money you want." It <laughs> it, it it happened like that. He just had this thing about him, you know.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Very in, very unusual guy, that's for sure. But and Tom Hanks after you know. Ten minutes into the movie you think tom hanks is mr rogers it's you know kind of eerie as well it, it was he was eerie. not a sniper he was not a sniper and he didn't wear sweaters because he has a marine tattoo right
7: not that i ever saw
3: all uh, right okay well interesting so and you also played with uh Donnie iris who is uh, had a couple hits right yeah Way back wow. when?
7: yes when the, the jazz rock band that i was in uh the, the vocalist used to rehearse with the vocalist from donny iris's band
3: Mm-hmm. O- 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 Lolena. What's the name of that song?
7: Something Elena like that. Or
3: something. I will have to Excellent Google it. You right. So, um, <clears throat> big power okay, hit. So, uh, did, did you? Did you? What was it again?
1: A big power hit. I mean, it was like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I forget the name, the name of it, name but it. yeah, it was. Uh, Leia. 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 Yeah. Leia. 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 That's
3: it. Yeah great song raven you know you weren't even there's no way that you'd know what the layer no, she wasn't even born yet she wasn't
1: even she wasn't even a, a Was gleam I in even anybody's a fetus eye at that
5: point
3: <laughs>
1: no, no, <laughs> no no it, it wasn't no. Pre, even a thought <laughs> pre-fetus pre-gleam <laughs> in somebody's <laughs> eye too
3: Your father might know. Who is. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. yeah so dr bob let's um well i could i could ask bob, dr, dr. bob so... one more question okay please. did
1: you work with uh lighthouse okay did you work with the band lighthouse they were Chicago, no, okay. not that I recall. All right, I just just wanted to what check it out. I mean, that. he
3: didn't, okay. I thought if you're going to ask me if he could get his marijuana again,
1: because I, I saw Lighthouse, they were like sh- the band kind of Chicago, dog. formerly Chicago Transit Authority, but they opened for Led Zeppelin and Santana when I saw them when I was in the Navy in 1969.
3: Yeah. They were kind of big, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, a they were, they song. they, they were happening. Lighthouse kind of like was Chicago big, they had a lot yeah. of people in the band. Yeah, like about fourteen people in the band that were really huge. Yep. Right?
1: yep, that was a Chicago gig in a little, a little venue somewhere. So when was, North Side.
3: So Bob, so now you're a UFO researcher, and uh, you know, lately we don't really like to date the show, but lately the um, government was, you know, kind of forced to release some kind of a report, first one in years and years and years, on um, UFOs. And it was, you know, part of the stimulus package as a whole kind of political thing, um, but they did actually release something. Uh, but it, 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 like I wasn't expecting anything. You know, I didn't think they were actually going to come out and, you know, really give a big study or anything. But most people were disappointed. Now I know that that uh, you know recently you were interviewed about this. How do you think
7: about it? Do you think it's too little, too late? What? The uh, report that was released—I uh, think it was on the twenty-fifth of June. Correct. Mm-hmm. That yep. one. That was a nine-page. Uh, it wasn't a classified report.
1: It was definitely unclassified. And yep.
7: Yes, and it was about what I was expecting. In fact, even a little more than I was expecting mm-hmm. from uh, the government. And it was funny because some of the projects, not projects necessarily, but some of the experiences that I've had working with uh, UFO research groups uh, started to come back when that report was released by the Pentagon's UAP task force. Okay. Uh, because uh, back in, well, and what actually what really got me thinking was on, uh, I think it was June 4th, 2021 there was a man by the name of Robert Powell. I don't know if you're familiar with that okay. name. Yep. And he was associated with, or is associated with, the uh, Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies. He mm-hmm. was interviewed by Aaron Burnett on the um, CNN. CNN. Yep. And in that interview, he was talking a little bit about the, the Pentagon's UAP task force. And it got my brain in stirred up because back in 2018... Robert Powell had recruited me to work on a shape identification team that was tied with SCU. And then that caused me to reflect back to to 2018 mm-hmm. and uh, think about some of the things I, I actually think in my opinion, at least that, that small team, there were only three of us, myself, Robert Powell and a Larry, um, Hancock, I believe it was okay we were working on that small team I, I think that team could have served as a prototype to the Pentagon's Uap task force today that released that mm-hmm. report
3: now now uh, Uap uh, that's the new term for it but that means unidentified aerial phenomena yes okay now just before we get go you know, deeper into this is there, do you see any reason that they might change from UFO because they're the ones who started UFO? Why would they change other than the military is always changing their acronyms?
7: Well, they are actually when the uh, term UFO was coined, I think that was 1954. Okay. And the Air Force specifically stated that UFO at that time had nothing to do with extraterrestrial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So I think they changed it to UAP. Just so that there would be absolutely no confusion, that when they were talking about UAPs, there was no extra there was no extraterrestrial intelligence involved in that craft.
3: Okay, so so let's just real quick, you know, just to kind of review. I mean, basically, what happened about three years ago this December, I think it was, these videos uh, that had been kicking around the internet. But all of a sudden, they came into prominence, and basically, what it was was that these uh, F-14 Navy pilots took a videotape of something that it, what we would call UFO, whatever they want to call it, um, and, and suddenly these are on TV, and um, and the government kind of comes out and says that they're real. Later on, they came out and officially said they're real, but they kind of said, "Well, they're not not real," you know. So, and, and if you if you look at these videotapes. Whatever this thing is, this is the Tic Tac video they call it. You yes. just you look at it and you go, "What is that?" You know, what I mean? it looks like something in a, in a video game or something. It just it doesn't act like an airplane, and and it's hard to believe anyone could be inside it, um, unless there's some kind of unbelievable way of, you know, uh, this thing propelling itself. There's no like tail fire, there's no smoke, exhaust or anything like this. This thing is just like pinging around and then you know the, uh, others have come out and uh there's one that uh, showed these the, lately these uh, two jets uh, down in puerto rico and this thing they're just looking at these two things that are going fast and so on, boom they just went to the water bubble and the pilots actually laugh about it. so so my first question is this is that why now you know what i mean the navy has come out and said that these things are you know we don't know what they are but they're not fake videos and then this report comes out that that kind of and the report kind of said Well, you know, we don't know what they are, but I mean, for them to say, we don't
7: know what they are is such a big, big step, you know? So what are your thoughts, please? Uh, In my opinion, and again, I, I, for a while, I I did some projects working with NASA in Houston, Texas. And back then I was privileged to some information that said there's, they, we only know about 5% of what's out there in the universe so that means a, a large amount of what's out there we That's have no a lot. clue yeah
3: yeah i'm surprised they know five percent
4: go
7: ahead yes it's actually probably closer to four percent but they we have no idea what's out there and new things keep getting discovered all the time uh-huh. especially when technology improves and there's there's so many possibilities out there of what people are seeing and at least for once, they're admitting that people definitely are seeing things. They're so, not necessarily hallucinating or whatever, right? Yes, right. But there are objects and events that are out there. Now, I can't necessarily say that they're craft of some sort. That, but there are definitely things that are out there that are could be dangerous to air traffic.
3: Right. Okay. Yes, they brought that up. Right. Interesting. Okay. So, so what does but the, what does that tell you? I mean, uh, uh, first of all, there's there's no way these things are drones from China or Russia or anything because, you know, once again, you know, the, those first videotapes, you know, uh, now have some time on them, you know, more than fifteen years, and and uh, you can't do that today. You couldn't do it back then. They they just especially Russia, whose grand I saw this the other day. Their um, GDP, what's that? The grand domestic product, whatever you know, they measure someone's uh, you know, yeah. the financial worth of a country. Um, gross, gross domestic gross product. Domestic product yeah. Russia and Spain. Rush, Russia and Spain are even. Okay, so all this time <laughs> that we, you know, put into trying to do stuff to the yeah. Russians because they do stuff to us, they're as big as Spain. Not that anything against Spain, but, you know. But anyway. So they don't have the technology for, to, for anything like this. They just don't. And um, so that means it has to come from somewhere somewhere else. So do you think that the... Do you think that the fact that, do you think that they think that they're not, not manned that they're like drones from somewhere else or something? Because when you bring up the, the, when you bring up the air traffic control problem, I mean, that's, that's kind of like the thing they can hang their hat on, you know, that, oh, this might be a danger to airliners or something. I mean, I mean, what do
7: you think? Well, there's so many different things out there, especially when you're talking about technology. Some of the new technology uh, could be causing within the uh, hardware itself could be causing some type of an artifact to exist because of the new technology.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: So
7: what they're really experiencing is some kind of a, an image or an artifact created by the new technology that they're working on.
3: Wow, wow, that's So in other words, it might, what we're seeing might not be the thing itself, it's just what, how it's kind of showing up. Yes wow that would be
7: pretty wild in in the equipment that's measuring it right so so is 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 it of this earth well i i think you i mean one thing today i think you have to keep in mind that uh especially if you think of the drake equation okay that that there's possibly in the the near future, by near future, I'm talking still millions of years, Mm -hmm. something from another solar system that perhaps has has intelligent life is eventually going to cross into our solar system. And it could be some type of a solar sail or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there is that possibility that you have to keep in mind that that is going to happen one day. Because I think uh, just out of statistically... In our own galaxy, there are 40 billion uh, suns, sun-like mm-hmm. stars, that have Earth-like planets evolving around them or right. revolving around them.
3: Right, right. So yes. just
7: statistically, we're uh, someday we're going to run into intelligent life. To right. my knowledge, there's no evidence out there that we've found anything yet.
3: I agree. I agree. But, but on the other hand, what we're talking about is um, – you know, in a way we're talking about how to get there by covered wagon, you know, we're talking about, I mean, there's no way you can go from here to a star with a, as they call ballistic missiles, which is how they launch stuff these days, you know, what big rockets and fuel and off you go. It has to be something else. It has to be because the distance is just too great. Say 20,000 years to the nearest star or something. I mean, that's, that's insane. Um, So whatever this is, whoever it is, they must have, if they are not of this earth, they must have figured out a way, you know, wormholes, you know, all that bending space stuff, which I, I read about. I try to understand it, but I don't, um, you know, these, these shortcuts through space and stuff like that. You know, maybe they figured something like that out. We know about it. We just can't do it. But, you know, maybe they've figured it out.
7: Well, there was a few years ago, they did find what would be considered another dimensional opening, possibly in the microwave uh, background of the universe. Mm-hmm, so there's mm-hmm. a, there was a, I think they called it a cold spot back then. So that was a possibility or is a possibility that there could be extra dimensional features to what we're seeing, but there's, it's more than just one thing. I mean, there, we, we could be testing out hypersonic uh, targets for our, you know, upcoming hypersonic sure. uh, vehicles and so forth. Because other countries already are a little bit ahead of us in that Personics, sense. Right. But would, would our
3: own government be doing this and in, 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 in going through all of this, uh, all this, um, you know, jumping up and down just to hide it, something the CIA is doing?
7: It, it could be. I know that when I was even working, uh, let's say, in the private sector, and I had, was privileged to see certain technological developments uh and I'd have a non-disclosure contract. Back in those days, that device, whatever it was that I was uh, reviewing, was at least 15 years ahead of what was out there on the market. Interesting. Okay.
3: All right. Um, uh, someone brought up the other day, and I'm going to uh, go around the table here for people to ask questions. But someone mentioned the other day, and I never thought about this, is you have these uh, Navy tapes. The fact that the Navy itself came out and kind of said yes, they're legit. It's probably a whole other show. They're the last military service that you expect would fess up on this. But anyway, um, and then you've just had this recent thing where there was these four Navy destroyers on some kind of a exercise off a Santa, Santa Catalina Island in the south, um, southern California, and they had these drones. They took pictures of them, following them out to sea, almost three hundred miles which is a long, long way for you to remotely control a drone. But in both cases, especially these with these destroyers, someone said, why didn't they shoot at them? Hmm. You know, unless that leads a little credence to the fact that maybe they are, are stuff. And, and, and they. But I just can't believe that they'd be using the Navy
7: as the guinea pigs, you know what I mean. Well, I think everything's got to be out on the table right now. Yeah. Right. Okay.
3: Yeah. I, 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 it would be what you said, like a uh, hypersonic targets that I could see that I could see some kind of a new target that we would have to go after. That's, that's how the military works in a way. Um, but anyway, I'm going to throw it to Switchy. I can tell Switchy has a big question. Switchy. Yes. Okay. What do you think it is? Do you think it's, uh, you've been in, you're in the Navy, right? Do you think mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a secret project? Could they Go through all this to hide a secret project and not hide it, coming out with Something, videos of it. Why would sure you do it that? Seems
4: too too far removed. I I think that uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, there's more than one answer to this, and there, and there really is. Uh, we've talked a lot a lot about. I I always I, I can barely get put two sentences together without talking about John Keel. Yeah. Uh, John Keel, I think, demonstrated that much of this is probably uh, very earthbound, the natural condition of the planet. If you look at his he used ultra terrestrial as a literary device, which really meant just meant that some of this, whatever it is, is, it's not, uh, extraterrestrial, uh, Carl Jung and his, uh, uh his, his book flying saucers, a, uh, a myth of things seen in the sky talked about the collective unconscious. There's an aspect of this that seems to be, we co-create or it, it, it manifests depending on our viewpoint. And we can go through, you know, the whole, from the airships to the Foo Fighters and the, in the meandering lights but there's also everyone some of it there's an aspect of something that is very physical remember we had bill ray on the uh yep. one of the original remote viewers that studied under ingo swan and they they remote viewed this incident with this uh argentinian uh, uh i think minesweeper yes. that was abandoned and the, the the strange events surrounding that seemed to be something i don't know if it's et or extradimensional I think
3: uh it's uh, sick. Thinking about it today he's right.
4: told us and then if you look at Bob Pratt who wrote UFO Danger Zone talking about these bizarre abduction attempts down in Brazil in the 70s mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff doesn't fit the John Keel Carl Jung paradigm right uh,
6: yeah, yeah.
4: so it, it's we, we've got to be dealing with uh, more than one thing and I and these videos that we've seen um, there are certain aspects even even when we get into the so-called alien implants. It's possible it's some kind of a black ops, but okay. some of the stuff just doesn't seem like it's, uh, it, it seems like it is something off world or, or oh, extra something. Dimensional not or something. Yeah, not here. So uh, you, we have to, what the thing is, I've always said we have to go where the, uh, where the reports lead us. And right. it's, it's very easy to get, uh, to have preconceived ideas and, uh, and reject things that don't quite fit, but we have to look at the whole, the whole thing. So I, I keep coming to the point where I don't know what the hell it is. Yes, but it's right. more yeah, than yeah. one thing. Yep.
3: Yep. Um, you know, I just keep thinking of maybe what, what what is going on is and I used this example before, is if you if you if you went on a safari, okay, and you're out in this you know, you're out in the field with the uh, you know, the, the lions are eating the antelopes all the time and stuff, you know, you see these trucks out there and people out there with cameras and stuff. And and, and the animals don't even pay them any mind. In fact, they, they lay underneath them for shade, okay? They don't know what a truck is. They don't know what a camera or a tourist or anything is. You know, it's, it's just there. Maybe that's, you know, they can't understand what a truck is, just like we can't understand what these things are. You know, we're just not... I, Raven, I have to ask you this because you're naughty.
5: No, I mean, I agree. You, um, oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: Would you, uh, if, would you if, if 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 aliens came down and said to you, want to take a ride in a UFO, would you go?
5: Oh, 100%. Okay. If, uh, if
3: would, would you bring beer? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like,
5: you got to try this. It's local. <laughs> it's organic. <laughs> <laughs> I would 100% like, I'm that person in the cornfield and I have the sign up that says like, take me. Take me. And the yeah. aliens fly by, and they're like, "Ew, Earth." <laughs> <laughs>
6: right.
5: I mean, if they're looking for somebody to pick up to, to like you know poke and prod, I will volunteer. Whoa, 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 whoa. So Hang on. I want to, gonna... I want to send this out into the wavelengths.
6: Could
3: you do it on you another even... Tuesday night? Tuesday night between seven and Tuesday 9?
5: Tuesday night between Eastern? seven and nine <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Okay. I will, I will give the address to my house. I'll be in the backyard.
4: <laughs> right. Okay. But even you look at some of the old uh, black and white stills from decades ago. <clears throat> Every once in a while, they caught something really bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make yep. any sense in, in, in any kind of uh, technology of that time period. And then there's this classic one from—I don't even know what year it is. It's like a, a silver cigar-shaped object with a trail of smoke behind it mm-hmm. uh, in Sweden or something like that.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: And
4: it's—it's yes. uh, uh, it's just inexplicable.
3: It's um. I remember uh, about a year ago, Switch, you and I, we uh, had that uh, Life magazine uh, that they they sat down, these Air Force generals, and they did this like, you know, it was like a 40-page report in UFOs, early 50s. And they were saying, we don't know what they are, and so on and so forth, but there's a very famous picture, and it it looks like a pie plate. It literally looks like an upside-down pie plate with a little kind of thing on top. And it was like one of the most analyzed photos ever by the Yippos. They said, we don't know what this thing is. You know, we, it, it's not man-made. It wasn't like someone threw it up in the air and took the picture. They did a real scientific study of it, and they couldn't figure out what it was. Was that
4: the Rex Heflin? Yeah, no. I think that's what it was. Yeah,
3: yeah. It looks it, it looks so fake that it has to be real, you know, because no one would ever try it and but release that's it. the
5: thing. Like, you look at it, and it's like, really? Like, what links are you going to go to? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's very strange. Oh. It's strange that they don't. I'm mm-hmm. going to throw this to DJ. Then we're going to go back to JJ I mean, DJ. DJ, we're going to go back to uh, Dr. Bob. So uh, you would go on a fine sauce, wouldn't you? I definitely JJ. would. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yes. Me and and I don't and care if they together. probe Listen, me or anything. Come over.
5: And... I'm gonna I'm gonna send the signal out. They'll pick us up. We'll go. Wow, well, <laughs> well, me.
1: Here's here's maybe. the thing. I got a copy of the report in front of me. You know, and yep. like Bob says, it's nine pages. Uh, two nine pages. two pages of it as an appendix.
3: Oh, pa- really, so page seven.
1: six. Page six is where um, they they uh, in big fonts, underlined and bold. It says UAP threatened flight safety and possibly national security. So there's an admission that hey, there could be a threat out here. But then they further down they say in the same font, bold, underlined, explaining UAP will require analytic collection and resource investment. In other words, they need to really fine tune. How the hell they're going to uh, accommodate a better tracking system, a a data collection system here?
3: Sounds like they want about ten billion dollars or so. Yeah, ten to fifteen billion. You know, Raytheon. So, so, so. And they target. I mean,
1: they target the uh, United States Air Force and the FAA for being like the big leaders in uh, data collection here for this for going forward right and then it closes with an the so Bob, appendix. do you
3: think now you, you've worked for these you know kind of uh, interesting um, parts of the government and and the other day i had a uh, conversation with agent x who's on every once in a while and he works for the agency that works for the agencies he's in army counterintelligence and he i asked him you know how do how we're talking about compartment, you know how do you say that compartmentalize compartmentalize right.
1: Right. Compartmentalize. Right.
5: Compartmentalize.
3: I'm telling you, after five minutes, my head was spinning. It's like, wow. You know, I mean they can bury a paper trail like nothing. Mm -hmm. It's nothing to them. Okay. All you have to do is farm it out, contract it out. And you know, the the, the dotted line is broken at that point. Okay. But do you think I gotta go back to this? That's the famous photo right there, Switchy. Right. Yeah, it looks so fake, there's no way anyone would say it was fake. But Dr. Bob, do you think that they would really go through that they would fool the entire U.S. military just to be guinea pigs to see if, you know, if something that the CIA has out there works? I mean, that's all they're doing to see if we can
7: see it. Yes, I definitely do think that that would happen. Really? Wouldn't they be mad at them, you know, when it all comes out? Well, that's this is what I'm starting to see lately since the report was released. And there are a, a couple of the, let's call them non-profit ufo yes. study groups out there yes. that are non-governmental they want to have input on the government's ufo research releases mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, mostly i'm talking about like MUFON and scu th- yeah. those two groups mostly they're not going to do and that. i think that's extremely dangerous because when you start doing that, you're running into people who are believers. Yes. And there's at least about a third of the the population of, the, of at least the United States that are true believers mm-hmm. in extraterrestrial intelligent life. Once you start doing that, you're going to start being able to manipulate what the public thinks about UFOs, and as right. a result, we may never ever, as you know, normal. Everyday people know exactly what UFOs were.
3: But do, do you think? But don't you think that eventually someone it might not be here in the United States; it could very well be in China or something. That there'll be some kind of scientific research explanation into it. I mean, they're very interested in it, the Chinese.
7: Yeah, I, I think people that really have their uh, their research, you know, together, like that are high quality researchers. They will come up with an answer, but you, you need like an interdisciplinary team mm-hmm. to look at it from all different levels yep. rather than from one level. The experiences I've had with both, uh, like I, I belong to like three different, uh, research groups on UFOs experiences I've had with those groups have not been good.
3: Interesting. And
7: okay. to the point where people were actually, uh, forcing ideas on you from exactly. that organization.
3: Yeah. Wow. Huh? Okay. So, um, uh yeah that's 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 interesting were these were these government funded or or no
7: no they were not government funded okay. uh but interestingly i have like emails from a a um a literary agent that i had that was talking oh. about the research that i had done he had never seen anything like it
6: mm-hmm.
7: but because he was working for MUFON he said i would never get my work published because it was uh written at too high of a level okay. and it would uh Type you know, phrase. Put people uh, who make a living off of selling uh, flying saucer material would be, uh, have these schisms all over the place. Yes. So they couldn't publish my work as a result. Too much drama. Too much yes. drama would be involved.
3: Um, so, anyway, well, look at, let me just ask you this one last question, okay? And then we're going to take a break. Can you hang around with us? Sure. Okay. All right. So, well, listen. <laughs> no, we won't do We'll do some musician jokes next segment. Um, <laughs> great Do you think that there is a chance now? Now, as as one just mentioned, how you know they they want analyticals and studies and everything. Could this just be like a money grab? If you know what I mean? Because they've done it in the past. I mean, you know, I hate to say it. I grew up in the Cold War, but you know, they really gin that thing way out of proportion. You know, they made it seem like Russia and the United States were even, Stephen. But when you look at the global map back then, you look at it. Still, we have them surrounded. You know, we literally surround Russia with allies. All right. So, you know, it's just, and I'm glad that they spend money. Uh, I'm not I'm not against the Defense Department at all. I'd give them anything. Okay. But the thing is, is that you got to be, you got to be truthful about these things. Okay. And so, and, and because they made Russia seem to, like to be this big, bad enemy. First of all, the Russians loved it because you're giving them some credence, some oxygen, but it's also their way to spend almost a trillion, oh, half a trillion dollars over year. Yes. Okay. And that's a lot of money. And, you know, if you could get $50 billion or a hundred billion dollars to say, well, we, you know, this is, this is, it's a, it's a safety concern. It's a, let's just do in the and maybe that's a way too much, but some kind of money in the billions to study this, you know, but they're just using it either for something else or, you know, that's how you get promoted in these, the services up in the higher ranks is, you know, what money can you bring in? What programs can you start? And, and so on. So my, I guess my, I'm going to go back to the question again. Could this all be a smokescreen by our intelligence services or something?
7: I definitely think they're in on it. But that's only one source. Mm-hmm. Just, just like the uh, military industrial complex, let's call it, is probably somewhere involved there. Uh, just like you saw the uh, flights that took off, you know, recently, the the private flights, yep. you're going to see a lot of that. There's going to be money involved now in these type of things. Mm-hmm. But also what I'm seeing with, like I said, the nonprofit, uh, non-governmental organizations, they see their opportunity too. They mm-hmm. want to get on the uh, the government's apron strings as well. So yes, it's definitely part of a, a money-grabbing type of technique as well as that you're looking at. As long as they can have a perfect storm of misinformation out mm-hmm. there no one will be able to figure it out for years
3: right yeah that i can that i could see happening to tell you the truth but um well that's interesting as so hell i'll tell you what why don't we take a commercial break now we're talking to dr bob gross uh out there in chicago about you know the government you know released this report everyone's waiting for it and it's like all of nine pages and as one one reported like two or three of them are the index so there's not much to it and there's yeah. bold print and everything in there one large font, large font, print.
1: bold print, underlined major category saying, you know Takes what, we need, to get, we need a better Under job lines. of collecting information. So we'll do, a, we'll do a better job next time. There's no timeline on when the next yeah, report might be, fun. but they did say, well, we're going to enlist the, uh, a closer uh, relationship with the, uh, the Air Force and the FAA to uh, help us wow. uh, fine tune the data collection process. So, yeah, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a nine, nine page, nine
1: pages of BS and well, you know, but Mac, you know, we always talk about whistleblowers. Not everybody that works for the yes. government or behind the scenes here can keep this a secret to the dying day, right? Mm-hmm. Come on.
3: We say that all the time. You know, yeah. It's going to be who shot bin Laden. is He has a cookbook or something. Yeah. Out. You know what? What's going on? How to? He's not supposed to talk about that stuff. You know, I mean. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Someone, if, if some, I always used to think if something was going on, someone somewhere would come out and say, you know, we have a crash UFO here, there, everywhere, you know, and, and you, you don't hear it. It would be a big story if someone came forth and had real proof that the stuff that, you know, the government knows what UFOs are and they have a crash UFO and all this stuff, secret space program and all that. You
5: know? Did you guys ever watch that, like, really good documentary? It was, like, out in the 80s, and um, I think it was. Um, Directed by Steven Spielberg. It's called E.T. The Great
6: movie? Great documentary. No, no, it's a documentary. <laughs> yes. I'm just
5: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the movie was terrible. Don't get me started. Here go, I love Matt. that
5: movie. Oh, oh, come, Matt. On, come on, Mac. No, Mac hates, a second? Matt Matt hates like. Spielberg yeah, more than little, Quentin. But he's like, E.T. And yeah. then he's like, yeah. then he's like out. Yeah. Like,
4: yeah. <laughs> Raven, Mac has no soul.
3: Don't listen to me. Can I explain? Clearly. Let me hold on a second.
7: Listen, I knew I'm, E.T.'s sister. Who was it? Who? <laughs> no. E-Z. E.Z. There we go. <laughs> That's uh,
3: very Chicago. Listen, all right. Let me just ask you something. What I, famous I, actress I, started, one started one your career was, in that movie? I went movie. to film school, correct, Winnie?
1: Uh, you did film school big time. You okay, got now like now a listen, PhD in it. Let's just think
3: about it. the movie for a second. Okay. So all the right. movie starts. He lands with his buddies, right? They're in the woods. Yeah. All right. But then some hunters so or something. Family, okay, Family. Family. All right, so so it's hunters or someone is no, cha- no. They- feds, they-
4: feds, man. Suits. What happened?
3: Oh, yeah. oh no, chase him through the woods at the beginning. Like- oh, yeah. they're government- Okay, all right, mm-hmm. okay. So- <laughs> and they catch him and they leave him behind. He's running, they're running, they catch him, he falls, he turns his ankle nose. They take off. He's stuck here. All right. So then he, you know, gets Kumbaya with the kids and that whole thing. And then you get that Spielberg scene. Where the door opens and guys come in and they're in hazmat suits and you know it's just <laughs> nonsense like close encounters are stupid. But anyway, <laughs> let me answer this. So f- to save the day, yeah, they put him in the they put him in the bike's seat like like the dog in Oz that Spielberg has a you know Woody over and he flies. Correct,
4: he flies right. Yeah, yeah. it's like why the best scene he, ever. Why, he, didn't, he, why didn't he fly six. when? Why didn't he fly when the
3: feds were chasing uh, because him at the beginning
4: Mac, of the movie? Why? Because he was terrified. And he couldn't, he just couldn't function. He couldn't muster up the the energy to do it. He's alone. He's freaking out. Exactly. And by the way, well, it's, he needed it's Elliot
5: to help him. It, but, it is implied. Thank you, Switchy.
4: And, and it was a phenomenal soundtrack by John oh, Okay, Lee. all right. But when we
3: talk about continuity, excuse us, Dr. Bob, we have this argument everywhere. Okay. talk <laughs> about continuity and even the worst film, okay? You have, it has to make sense. Even if it's the worst crummy porn film in the world, it has to make sense, okay? <laughs> what would you know about porn films? <laughs> right? if, if the, if yeah. the alien What's can fly... Porn? If, why didn't he fly when he's being chased? Because I mean, seriously. He's terrified. The, the but, anxiety, but he doesn't say that in the it, movie. Yeah, you're assuming that. But
5: you but you there's do nothing. have to assume that he's terrified. But in a movie, you I can't assume anything. Off,
3: I'm talk, I'm,
4: I'm and talking during the movie, he's screening. practicing flying because he's flying the kids on the bicycles. Oh, he, you know? Why don't you
3: just say it's crappy? It's a crappy script. Why don't you just say it's a it's a <laughs> mistake in the script? Just like in but that it, War of the Worlds. War got, of the Worlds. Are you
4: telling me you didn't get a little bit misty? Mac, you have no soul.
1: No soul, Mac. We had uh, an emotional well, ET he, here.
5: He is an Aquarius, so Oh,
1: okay. Oh. Don't,
3: don't mention okay. it Okay. A two, Raven. A two? Right,
5: Mac, see. you know I love you. <laughs> we'll
3: see. We used to right, be in the
1: age of Aquarius. What happened?
3: Okay. All right. Gee. Um, what happened? Hey, listen, you said it and I just saw this thing. Maybe Dr. Bob would be interested in it. It's a special called The Summer of Soul. Who knew the same year that they had Woodstock that this huge music festival in Harlem. Have you heard about this, Dr. Bob? No. No one knows about it because no, they no filmed of, it. It's right. really well filmed and then the film sat in someone's garage for 50 years. They had all the See, big black acts there. You yeah. know, back then, The Temptations, James Brown. David Ruffin, um, um, you know, uh, the, the Fifth Dimension were yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Had a yes. Sly and the Family Stone with them. They they were nuts, man. Right. They were crazy, and it's all this really kind of good music and, and political stuff. And I never knew what happened because Woodstock was like the big, the big story that summer, right. you know. Mm-hmm. But it's really good and um,
1: Woodstock and Monterey yes. before it.
3: Yeah, right. There's a lot of different stuff going on. But anyway, yeah, it's a good documentary if you get a chance to see it. Somersault. Why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Maloney's Military x Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. I was
1: in
5: the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I
0: knew I had
5: to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there.
0: These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers.
3: Those really are the, the little things throughout
0: the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help. But he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning.
5: This house has given me my family
0: back. To learn more, visit HFOTUSA.org.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miltrex on the show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have uh, for you tonight. Not quite over, but we can... Uh, it's never over till it's over. Station. Let me just introduce <laughs> That's right. Who said that, anyway? Yogi Berra, right? That's right. Anyway, the voice you just heard, folks, uh, the very famous Juan Juan is here.
1: Hello, it's been a wonderful show so far. Kind of wacky, kind of cool.
3: Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm.
1: it kicks butt. In a number well, of different directions.
3: If you if you dress like a Greek sailor, <laughs> you can expect anything. Correct. Uh,
1: that's right. I'll get the hat so next he eats time. He's great
3: yogurt. I I don't know why I'm seeing Greek sailor on him tonight, but I don't, I
1: don't know. I don't know where it comes
3: anyway, from. Anyway, yeah. Uh,
1: Could uh, be a well, French you're sailor in too. The
3: Rolling Stones outfit. Is. now you look like a convict from you know NCI Concord or something. <laughs> he has strikes on tonight. Anyway, uh, No cocoa tonight. He's out there uh, on a secret mission. Uh, uh, our National correspondent, which way Steve Ward is here, though, Switchy.
4: Great to be here tonight. Okay. All
3: right. He had an energy bar and some yogurt for breakfast. Did you feel energized? Did the yogurt do anything for you? or
4: About five or six minutes. Really.
3: What you have yeah. for lunch? Big
4: steak? I had a uh, sandwich, a uh, roast beef sandwich nice. with uh, Colby cheese oh, and uh, mayonnaise oh, and white bread.
3: Wow, your cardiologist said, reserve that room in Hawaii. We'll go. I, I don't talk to them. You. <laughs> you don't talk to them? That's good. They just look for trouble. Anyway, listen. Yeah, they do. Our, uh, the Beauty Among the Beasts is with us. Wow, Raven, how are you doing tonight? Should I ask?
5: I'm doing great. I'm always good, you know?
3: And the, the hair, I, I love the hair tonight. I think they. I think this is one of our top hair nights.
5: Uh, I hate wearing my hair up. I feel like I look like a weird boy, so... <laughs> I would rather wear it down, but it was just too hot. I couldn't.
3: A, a weird boy? Okay. Yeah. But, it, but it, don't you put time? I mean, that looks like it's kind of put together in a way. No? This was
5: like a, all of minus seven seconds. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, you
3: do it well. That was a good seven seconds. <laughs> um, also, our good friend, Dr. Bob Gross, is with us. Dr. Bob, how are you?
7: Hello. Good. Thank you.
3: Out in Chicago. Is it still the title in town? Yes. It is? Really? Good. You said that really quick. That's good to know. Chicago's a really cool place, man. I've been there a couple of times, a few times. On the company's dime, and it's a lot of fun there, man. There's yes. a lot of places to go. There's a lot of places you don't want to go, but there's a lot of really cool places. You can go. <laughs>
6: yeah.
3: Anyway, talking about places you don't want to go, who's joining us tonight?
1: Jocko's Neighborhood.
3: Ten years <laughs> in the NYPD, Jocko Johnson, let's clap for him. On here. Yeah.
1: What's that shirt say? Come on, what?
5: Yeah, I was trying to figure that out, too. Come,
1: come, come on, man. man. Come
5: on, man.
0: Come on, man.
5: Yeah. ESPN. Oh. Really i
3: nice, Jocko. Did you get that for us. signing up? Did you get that for signing uh, up with nah.
0: the ESPN? Actually, my son got it. Me, he went oh, down really? there, far
3: okay. to someplace, but okay. It's one of, right. you know
0: they used to do the ESPN thing. Come on, man, on Monday Night Football. Whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, actually I <laughs> don't remember that.
6: No.
3: <laughs> I can't watch ESPN. I don't know why. I should be in their target audience. I have a lot of complaints tonight. Don't I? They fire a lot of you people do. for strange Why don't you reasons. write a letter? Ernest you told on. us earlier you wrote a letter. <laughs> hey, Draco. Yes, sir. You hate Steven Spielberg. He's a punk, right? I I don't know. Here we go.
0: I don't know. Some uh, different ideas, I guess. We we were talking
1: about a ZT movie. Wait,
0: let me me refresh. Let me figure you hate him, Mac? Yeah.
3: Yes, I do. (laughs) I I don't hate him. I'm just saying that I think he's overrated. And (laughs) I think when you really look at his movies, they're full of holes. They're full holes that that, you you just assume you're going to figure them out. And that's just not the way to.
0: Switchy, what do you think?
4: Oh, I like some of those movies, and I uh, I think uh, Close Encounters was uh, had uh, issues.
3: That was yes. issue. yeah. Yeah. They should do that movie over again. They should. Yes. Do, they should.
5: You know, I'm surprised they haven't redone that movie. Yeah. I mean, well, like they well, like, redid the it, way. but like now, did, yeah. yeah. Do a good yeah. job on it. Because they could do they now they could do an amazing job on it.
3: Right. Yeah. And, and uh, who's that? Richard Dreyfuss was in, man. He was coked out. He he even said it himself. You know, he was hey, like rolling over cars and stuff, and and the woman who was the producer for it. It's in this book. Uh, Military. Yeah, no, what is it? McElhinney's Haunted Universe on sale everywhere. The, <laughs> the producer said, um, I think she's passed away, but she said that she spent like, that was the beginning for a million dollar coke habit working on Close Encounters, you know? And I don't think Spielberg's the type of guy who, you know, he doesn't seem like a blowhead to me, but man, he had a lot of them around him. And I think that, and I think it affected the movie. I think they had to rush the movie. There's a lot of stuff in there that looks rushed to me and the special effects don't really work. If you made it today and really made it cool, and forget that the middle part. Now, we're going to go on for 15 minutes about Spielberg. The middle part of that movie is about him building mountains with mashed potatoes.
5: What does that mean? Do? Yeah. I mean, do that scene once. Because it's fun. Because yeah, but you but have th- a plate of mashed potatoes. What else are you going to do with it?
0: you right, right. a put so, water on them and eat them? Yeah. Well, but, uh, but <laughs> you make a mountain.
5: From- you yeah. pretend you're in close encounters. And then you eat it. You, yeah.
0: you, okay, put, right, you put right, gravy right, on like
3: the It's all kind But 25 minutes later, he's building one in his in his living room. And, uh, and we,
6: get it, you know? part, we get it. That's part. though. get it. All
1: right, enough with E.T. What about Raiders? Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Raiders. All right. Come on.
3: Go ahead, JJ. Ra- All right, listen, Dr. Bob. Yes. I give you three uh, musician questions, okay? Oh, Ready? no. Ready? Go ahead. It'll be easy. Don't worry. Um, Hold on. Jocko, what
1: are you smoking?
3: What are you smoking? What are you about? smoking? I just had a, a pencil. Oh, I thought
1: you were doing uh, <laughs>
3: okay, that. Okay, I thought it was vaping. Thought, smoking, too. Traffic. Okay, listen. <laughs> What's the difference between a dead trombonist in the sh- in the road and a dead chicken? What's the difference between a dead trombonist in the road and a dead chicken?
7: The slide.
3: Oh wow, pretty good. Now there's a there's a remote possibility that the chicken was on its way to a gig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
6: right, hang on, hang on. All right, all right, ready? What do? You,
3: how do you save it? No. What? Do you, what's the? What is the raven? You're gonna have to tell me this. What do you throw a bass player that's drowning? Oh, that's it, right? That it? What do you throw a bass, bass player, player that's drowning? Who's
5: drowning? Oh. oh, I know this. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know this.
3: Go ahead. Raven His, I don't know. Punchline. His amp. His amplifier. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. All right, last one, last one. Right. All right. Okay. How do you get a trombonist off your front porch?
7: Uh, move the trash can to the back porch.
3: Pay him for the pizza. <laughs>
7: okay, all right,
3: that's enough. Definitely. Okay. So anyway, so let me just let me just throw it to Jocko now that he's here. What's 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 with you, the other JJ? What's the, with you, Jocko? Anything? Nah. to Talk about
0: same old stuff. You know what? I wanted to mention we were talking about the cops and UFOs. Okay. Um, that show I guess hasn't come out yet, but hopefully it'll make sense when it does. But we're talking about uh, you know we never got into really. I was two things I was thinking about was like that Ronnie Zamora case. Yes which Great unfortunately it just like spoiled his whole life mm-hmm. and the, the other one was i don't remember where it was exactly i was going to look it up but i didn't know if we were talking about that or not but the case where that police car was on a highway and the cop was by himself and it got like attacked by this ball of lightning and mm. car was all damaged you guys never heard about that
3: yeah there's mm. th- there's Simple no. stories like that—you don't hear. It's—it's um, it's been in a—it's
0: still around the car. They—they they bought the Ford Motor Company engineers down to look at it. They took it to the factory. Really, nobody had any idea because of the type of damage and this guy got like, heat radiation burns. But the wow. thing that really always blew my mind was the antenna. Right, was like this. It was bent, bent. at like a like a forty-five, like thirty-five degree angle. It was flaccid. And it was done like. It was done like a, like a machinist, you know, like you had to do it like in a bender, or a you know, yeah, 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 oh, interesting, just, just, yeah. You know what I mean? You couldn't just bend it with your hands. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
6: Perfect. Yeah,
0: the angle was just perfect. So when did what happened? Could so that ever the,
3: explain that? So the cop is driving around out by himself. Where is this? Out west or down south somewhere? No,
0: Mac, I I could look it up. I have to. I'd, let's get back to so, it. So
3: what he happened? So you so does he get hit from stuff on out he, of he space? He sees a he's,
0: light. He sees this light in the sky. And it's getting bigger and bigger, and he radios in about it, and he's trying to see if there's any, you know, air traffic or anything around. He thinks a plane, a helicopter's going to crash. Yep. And next thing he knows, it just like hits his car, almost like he, he wakes up. I don't know if he got ejected from the vehicle. if He was on the side of the road, or just hmm. over the wheel in the car. And they, you know, meantime, all these guys were coming to see what was going on because he was telling them about, it and they couldn't get him on the radio. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up, and I'll let you know. You know, it's but, funny because you uh, think it was, that It he... was a mostly weird, weird thing.
3: You think they believe cops? You know what I mean. Cops are involved. We did cops and UFOs last week. It'll be uh, it'll be broadcast this week. If cops are involved in a lot of UFO cases, and you think that you would believe a cop, but you know people just well, don't want to. Something. Well, the thing you. is, Jocko I'll mentioned
4: Delani Zamora, and yep, this guy well, yeah. was yeah. absolutely credible. Yes, and that correct. was what Jocko about sixty four. He uh, he's yeah. on patrol, and he well, I think he was chasing. New Mexico, yeah,
0: right. He, he let them go into
7: Mexico,
4: yes. Yep.
0: And he actually let them go. And he yep. said, "You know, I got to." And he
3: saw this thing. And if so you hear not- his story, we should do a segment on him sometime. If you, if you just, first of all, see, he's the kind of guy who, had not in a million years, would you want to create a hoax about UFOs? And he saw this craft landed or was landed. He saw people moving around it. He saw it take off, and he tracked it as it took off. They went down to the, you know, there were burn marks on the on the uh, ground where he saw it. The people in the craft saw him and kind of hurried to get out of there. I think they and, footprints, right? And foot yeah, all kinds of of um you know of evidence. And it and it changed his life because now he's part of the UFO culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, but still they'd had people from NASA saying, Oh, you know, it was the, the moon lander and all this stuff and it was just baloney. But what what, what was it? You know what I mean? That's that's a very detailed case. What well, what the heck?
4: You know yeah, that was uh, Project Blue book, Doctor Hynek was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ray Stanford did a lot of research there and consulted with Heineck. Ray Stanford wrote a book called something like uh, "Saucer in a Pentagon Pantry," and oh, uh, he gets into detail about the, uh, the landing marks and the burn marks and everything. Uh, very, very interesting that this egg-shaped craft or whatever <laughs> seemed to have a uh, like a blast trail. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, a lot of these objects don't seem to have any kind of uh, uh, fuel or, or rocket or, or blast or whatever, yeah, but ballistic. for some reason, this did.
6: Right.
3: And it also had a had a had like a little uh, kind of a symbol on the side. Yes. Kind of like a, uh, I don't know, like an arrow with a... With a, a yes, but that was a f-
4: fake symbol they put out there. Yeah. The uh, the other one has finally been published, kind of some wavy lines, but for the longest time, they they, cons- they conspired together to put out the wrong symbol. Really? To see if, well, is the, if anybody else came up with a sighting yeah. with the same symbol, they yeah. know they're full of it.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah. Good thinking. Yeah. Wow. Huh. See, I well, just anyway,
0: threw that out. Switchy picked it up. Six four three double play, baby. He yeah. has What? Else? Say that again. Six four three double play. So I, I threw that out. It was a six four three double play. It was.
3: <clears throat> you shouldn't you know. be talking about either one of your teams in New York, there, my friend.
0: Hey, we won yesterday 15-something.
3: Yeah, but how about the guy <laughs> who throws the ball away, who thinks it's a foul ball, and uh, yeah. the three guys dance around? I can't believe the Mets came back one
0: day. That is a total lapse of, uh, lapse of uh, what they were supposed
3: Intelligence to Intelligence or, you know. Reality. You
0: know, Mac, one thing I wanted to say when you were mentioned about how, you know, why wouldn't they believe a cop? You know, I'll tell you right now that when you go to a trial, they yes. actually, the judge will say to the jury, this man's a police officer, he has certain ideas about, you know, he has certain... Qualifications in his profession, but you can't believe him any more than you would any other witness. <laughs> you
6: him,
0: you know, I Thank her, you, Judge. My God! I mean, we're just out there, like you know, would they question a the doctor if we told you, you were really sick and you needed? Yeah, food? yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you Know I mean, that's all we it, do, right?
1: What is, a slap
5: in the face! Is that why Not they really. they
1: don't let a cop testify in uniform? They haven't in just in civilian no, clothes. No,
0: no, they go in uniform
3: all the time. They do, I don't. If, my... if you're
0: assigned to uniform, you go in. Uniform. If you're assigned okay. in plain clothes <clears throat> or detectives or undercover, right. Right. oh, that's interesting.
5: So they tell you it's what business, you have to show it. up in.
0: Well, no, it's what you're assigned. If you're assigned in uniform, you come in your uniform. If you're assigned, uh, any other duties, you come in business. Or oh, wow,
3: interesting. Oh. And uh, listen, we have like about five more minutes left. Dr. Bob, let me just throw this question to you. Okay? Uh-oh. All right. No, it's not a musician question. Oh, okay. Right. Listen, yeah. nothing happened at Roswell, right? Correct. Okay. See, there you go.
0: Okay. Good. We it's all know that. There was another place, left, place, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there another place they said where it happened first? or whatever? The Aztec, uh, I think
3: the Azteca. Aztec crash is kind of, has some yeah. you know, interesting terms than, uh, interesting parts but, than.
7: But there is uh, research evidence now that shows that they were experimenting with metallized polyethylene balloons as early as 1946 and
3: 1947. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all it was. It was one of these top secret balloons that crashed and the government didn't want to talk about it because they were basically sp- spying on Russia with acoustic devices to see if the Russians were, you know, lighting off nuclear bombs and Russia was still our allies at the time. So, you know, they had to want to keep them in the hush hush and they would let these balloons kind of drift up into the higher stratosphere and, and basically go over the, you know, the Soviet Union at the time with acoustic devices and see if they could pick up the sound of atomic bombs going off. I mean, that's how, that's how basic the, the intelligence gathering was back then. They didn't want to get caught doing that. I mean, isn't that the whole story right there?
7: Yes, and then when I was working with that, uh, that shape identification team, uh, we had a, access to something called the SPARKS report. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But it was like an extended blue book
3: okay Interesting.
7: and uh, when you go through that report i think it starts in either 46 or 47 and it has just about every uh, ufo report that was ever reported mm-hmm. and you can see when they first started experimenting with those balloons that that's when the the flying saucer and the ufo report started craze began
3: yeah crazy yeah because they have to after Philip, you know, after Kenneth Donald saw his, you know, his flying saucers the first time yes. ever, there were like thousands of reports, you know, across yes. the country in the two weeks between that and Roswell. People were seeing stuff all over the place, you know, and, and some of them just had to be these balloons.
7: Definitely. I mean, I have traced over a thousand balloons and a lot of them ended up in Roswell.
3: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because they were, mm-hmm. they were uh, setting them off like right close by, right? Los yeah. Alamos. Yeah if for now reason, Gordo. Uh, Gen- general mills was involved in it but, the, cereal? the cereal company yeah i don't know how but uh, <laughs> hey one one what we got about four minutes left there no, about the... one
1: about one minute we gotta do
0: the one plugs, minute so. left
3: okay let me do very quickly do the plugs and then we'll thank everyone i um, just say one thing quick if you don't mind i'm yeah. more
0: concerned about the russians and the chinese what they're doing today with stealth and hypersonics and Man. how far we're gonna fall behind don't believe that don't keep going don't mm. believe that well, i'm just saying yeah, yeah military a bum rap pretty good today yeah why, i know why is everybody laughing at me?
3: no no don't don't believe that stuff It's propaganda to get uh, more
0: that's okay well good let's get it because we're falling apart but i, I must think that's the rest yeah. of the three hours i'm sorry yeah. <laughs>
3: uh so listen um homes for our troops homes for our troops is a uh, military charity that uh, what they do is that they build homes for iraqi and afghan war victims okay uh, service people who have lost limbs, let's say, and they build these houses so they're much easier for them to get around in. They're better stairways, wider halls, and stuff like that. And then homes for our troops—they build the house and then they give them the keys. No mortgage, nothing. They deserve it. Homes for our troops, please. You know, Google them. I'll throw them a few bucks, okay? Eighty-eight cents of every dollar um, of your dollar goes to our veterans. Now we could do a whole show about. I don't think that you know private industry should be helping our veterans. I think our Veterans Administration should do it, but they're terrible. But that's another show. Home for our troops, please Google them, and uh, you know, give them a few bucks. Anyway, also, the People's Mosquito Project, a uh, good friend, Ross Sharp, and his mad Englishman friends are putting that back together a uh, huge, uh, World War II warplane called the uh, Mosquito, made of wood because the British were running out of steel at the time, the middle of the war, and they put two Rolls Royce engines on it, and it was, turned out to be so fast, they didn't put machine guns on them. Why won one?
1: Because they outran the bullets. Outran the bullets. Sip, simple That's as that. that.
3: Now putting that uh, the plane back together, it's going to be, it's going to be flying in 2022. Juan, Juan and Juan has uh, agreed Ooh, to be the first 2022 in it without a parachute. Are you still yeah. holding to that, there, JJ? I am.
7: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: If I get drunk hey, enough, hey, I'll be. See? If I get drunk yeah. enough, I'll be naked without a parachute. I just have one of those oh. Snoopy scarves. Oh, okay.
5: I think and all goggles. of us you don't could arrange that. Arrange
0: that. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> we could get
3: uh-huh. you drunk, but I don't know about the other part. <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, the People's Mosquito Project also Google them. I just want to thank our guests tonight. Uh, I'll start with Doctor Bob. Doctor Bob, thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, can you play the saxophone for us next time, Iran? Uh, okay. Okay. All right. We'll do a uh, musical X Files sometime. Okay. Yes. Can you take 20 musician jokes? 20?
7: Oh, I'll think of it. <laughs> okay.
3: All right. Think of, few, think of a few for us. Thank you, uh, Dr. Bob. And listen, that interview that you did was really good. Where can people find that? Pardon me? The interview that you just did on, on disclosure and stuff that you sent to me. Where,
7: where can people find that? Uh, you can probably find it on my Facebook page. Okay. Dr. Bob Gross, right? Either that one or Robert W. Gross. Okay. All right.
3: G-R-O-S-S. Yes. Okay, good. Dr. Bob, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. We need a doctor every once in a while, as you can tell. (laughs) Me too. Somebody Uh, get
0: me a doctor. Dr. Yes, sir.
3: Good. Thank you for joining us, as brief as it was. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay. All right. And we'll talk to you soon. Hang on. Uh, Switchy, thank you. Switchy. Uh-oh, it was uh calling me.
6: Okay.
3: Coco, okay. Okay. where is he? I can't find my phone, so who knows where he is. Thank you, for joining us. <laughs> and next week, kind of put some thought into it. I, I don't want to say put some thought into it, but you know what I mean. Give the audience what it wants, okay? Please.
1: Who are you
5: talking no to? No granola bars, no yogurt.
3: <laughs> yes, please. Milk Crunchy. Thank you very much.
0: And
1: I don't like these products being called milk if it doesn't come from... The breast uh, of an
4: animal. What? Oh, Seriously. I, if it comes I from a plant,
1: that. it shouldn't be called milk. That was creepy. God.
4: Did no, really. The it's breast a, of an it, animal?
1: It, yeah. <laughs> Only okay. stuff that comes from animals should be called milk. You know, blah, blah, milk. It shouldn't come from okay. a coconut.
3: You talk about... Oh.
5: Coconut milk is a real thing. Have you ever had a coconut and you drink the milk?
3: It's really
1: good. And I put the lime in the coconut and drink it all up.
3: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can see that one coming down. What what a setup
1: that was, huh?
3: Raven, it's that time of the night we have to say goodbye.
5: Yes, Mac. Thank you for having me. I learned so much. I always do.
3: I think top five hair nights. I think we're, this is going to be in the top five.
5: I'm never wearing my hair like this again. Really? I hate, oh. I hate it so much. Okay. <laughs> right.
3: Thank you. And your hair. And, Thank uh, you. Friday the cat and Scotch and water your dog.
5: Yeah, Thank Friday's whatever. here. scotch is who knows where.
3: Thank you, Raven. Okay. Thank you, Juan Juan.
1: You're welcome. Anytime. I live for yeah. this, as you know.
3: I know. We all do. And I want to thank everyone out there uh, for listening. Uh, Thank you for the downloads. We're past 60,000 downloads now, and also our friends out there on the network. Wow. So this is uh, Mac Maloney for the
6: entire gang saying, until you hear us next time, be safe, be happy, and... Bye-bye.